Yes, hi, hello, welcome back to your least favorite podcast, The Gooncast. It's me, James, Saber0307. I'm once again joined by goons. Yeah, I- I'm happy to be part of somebody's least favorite thing, because, you know, if I can't be, we can't be the best, might as well be the worst. Exactly. I, it, is my, it is my goal to be the wish upon of podcasts. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, my that, God. That's Joey our new tagline. That's our new tagline. We are the wish upon a podcasts. Oh, beautiful. Wear that with honor. All right. Uh, well, I am I am Cat, aka the Attack Cat on Twitch. Um, dialogue designer by day. Uh, writer slash horror enthusiast by night. And once again, it's your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester, fantasy and horror enthusiast. Joey King, please. Return my emails. Yes. Please, Please. And and hey, we have a new guest. Who are you? What are you doing oh. here? Hey, you, you guys heard that, right? Yes. It did, it did play perfect. Yeah, it that's play. yeah, beautiful. All right. Hey, hey, Ren, how about you introduce yourself? <laughs> I can't now. Hello. It's the Gooncast number one fan. It's me, the Rent Man. Rent Man. Oh, yeah. So, so, so who are you? <laughs> explain what you do explain Who yourself I? explain yeah. myself validate uh, your appearance on this fine program yes god oh, damn it man. we only accept the highest qualified candidates not just the anyone quality. can appear on the wish upon of podcasts all right i just want to meet joey king oh uh, you get a pass Oh. Beautiful, beautiful. So, what are what are we here to uh, uh, discuss today, uh, goons? Remakes, right? Video game remakes. Yeah, we're doing we're doing yes. video game remakes and remasters and the the culture and sort of yeah the difference. You know, how- yeah, the difference between them. The misconceptions. Um, yeah. yeah. So so as as a um as a sort of caveat before we begin our discussion, um James and I have both worked on different iterations of The Last of Us. So James was on the original PS4 remake and I was on the most recent PS5 re- remake. Oh, you see, you're, yours, you're, yours you're already, yeah, you're already confusing the terminology. The we're going we're gonna to get into that. So yeah, James was on the remaster for PS4. I was on the remake for PS5. And because of that, and because we have a policy here in the Goon Squad where we do not talk about work stuff, we're not going to be talking about The Last of Us. Yes. Um. So... You know, apologies. I know that that's kind of a a big hot button like remake remaster kind of discussion, but because it's very very close to us as us as people, and also just you know, out of out of respect and not out not of professional courtesy. Yes, not going to do that. Yes. Yeah, we we have fun with the podcast and all, but the second this starts to infringe on our professional lives, sorry, y'all. Yeah. Can fuck off. Yeah. Besides, <laughs> yes. that won't be a problem because 2023 has been fucking chock a block full of goddamn video game remakes. We had <laughs> fucking yeah. we had Dead Space in January, and we have uh, Resident Evil Four remake, and we had Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes: The Awakened, and uh, uh-huh. upcoming later this year. Is going to be Layers of Fear and Silent Hill 2. Yes. And there's a bunch oh. more other remakes on the horizon. Yeah. And there's been a bunch of remakes in the past. And there's a bunch of fucking mm-hmm. remasters. So we have, we have a ton of stuff to talk about, but just want to throw it out there that, like, if anybody's sitting here being like, wait, why didn't they talk about one of the biggest, like, you know, remakes that just happened? That is why. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, sorry. I, I don't want to go wow. down the. Yeah, you don't want to go down that road. Sometimes no. dead is better. 
Game good, Pedro Pascal hot next. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, that's it. All right, all right, all right. So, so I guess first things first, what is a video game remake? I know this seems like a redundant question, but considering the fact that I keep seeing online the terms remaster and remakes being used interchangeably. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and sometimes I, devs are fall into that. Yes. Again, I'm, I am, I am also like incredibly, you know, guilty of that because yeah, it is. There's a, there's a very like thin line between them. And I think that line has gotten blurred a lot. Uh, and mm -hmm. James, you can talk a little bit more about the history of that, but there was a, a sort of like, in the, I want to say the early off to the, the 2020s, where people were quote unquote remaking games, but they were actually just like, just remasters. Yeah. From, or ports. I mean, I've been looking HD up the collection. Yeah, the yeah, HD yes. collection stuff. I've been seeing, yes. I, 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 I remember distinctly seeing the phrase HD remake being thrown, mm -hmm. thrown around and that being used for remasters. Yeah. I can't find any goddamn evidence of it, of course, now that you're doing huh. this. But I know this is a thing. It Maybe it's uh -huh. a fucking Mandela Effect shit. But either way, I definitely there definitely is some like weird shenanigans with this. Especially yes. when you have instances of a game being like Shadow of the Colossus, got a remaster on the PlayStation 3, uh -huh. and then a remake on the PlayStation 4. Or you yeah. have Resident Evil 96, which was remade for the GameCube. And then that GameCube remake was then later remastered. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not as like a clear one to one as like when a movie gets remade where it's a different yes. cast, different crew. This yes. is like right. So for the sake of a clearly defined like difference, mm -hmm. what how would you how would you define a remake? How would you define a remaster? Mm -hmm. for, um... for me. A remaster basically is it's just the original game, original source code with stuff upscaled and and yes. like clear clear textures, clear graphics. Maybe it's in a different aspect ratio than it initially released. Would this count for the Skyrim? Skyrim, one hundred percent. It's mm -hmm. as far as I'm like yeah. remaster is Diablo effectively two. A, yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's effectively a port. Yes, basically, yes. it's an enhanced oh, 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 port. Oh, yeah, an enhanced port essentially, essentially is a remaster. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Whereas a a remake does have to it now it doesn't have to invent things whole cloth or like make new things like you know from from the existing. So actually, two of the or a couple of the examples I have as like my really really good uh, remakes are things that literally just took the original one to one and you know just made it modern essentially yep um but it does it does have to involve it does have to involve new creation in terms of assets um you know sometimes going back into the source code and reimagining things sometimes making something in a new engine yeah you know like i mean the resident evil um remakes are the perfect example of that where they're now in the re engine and yes. that's like a huge mm -hmm. you know a huge difference obviously from when they were these these tank controlled kind of point and click puzzle games now that they're like full 3d slightly more actiony um and I, I i know it's the trendy thing to to shit on blizzard entertainment right now for obvious yeah. reasons reset yeah. the clock um yeah. but i i think that their remaster of starcraft was a, a picture perfect way of how to pull this off 
in, mm-hmm. in a way that breathe new life into the game. When mm-hmm. you are running StarCraft Remastered, you can almost look at it as like a different sheen put over the base game mm-hmm. to the extent that when you're running it, if you hit the F5 key during play, it just transitions you back to original. You can just yeah. toggle wow. back and forth between base and oh, remastered yeah, the, because hey, oh. the, the actual stuff on the battlefield is the original. So like their mm-hmm. unit sizes aren't changing. Nothing about the way functioning uh, like functionally changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, I think that's perfect. The Halo yeah. two, Halo one and two remasters did that as well. It's a neat feature that sometimes pops up and I always appreciate that when a remaster does that. I know it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult to do, but you know, like it's 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 very cool, um, and that's usually for like more drastic visual overhauls and some stuff. But in some stuff, mm-hmm. like a remaster can be like it just like Wind Waker HD on the Wii U, right? Mm-hmm. For me, when mm-hmm. I play Wind Waker HD on the Wii U, it looks like how I remember original GameCube game. Obviously, everything <laughs> is a lot clearer. Yes, but like it, it looks like how I remember the game. It may not be like. Unless you have the two side by side, you might not necessarily at a glance be able to tell it's the remaster, but yes. like it is, it it is a beautiful fucking game, regardless of the console you play yeah. on. Yo, yes. how many times have you all had that feeling where you go back to check out a game that you played as a kid and one that you know you sunk like hours into, mm-hmm. and then you see it as a jaded 30 year old and go, <laughs> oh my god. But it's putting the cast back then for cutting edge. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And I know Rent has some experience too with, with diving into remasters since he is a uh, a purist, a, 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 uh, someone who, who does not emulate. And so he's been forced to go through uh, Silent Hill HD collection for, oh. for a lot of his speedrunning stuff, which is I one of the worst own the originals. You do. Okay. But it was like uh, only recently that you got like stuff working for streaming the originals, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I definitely want to hear about this from you because the Silent Hill HD collections are like highly regarded as some of the hottest jank in that whole yes. sphere. And yeah. having never been hands on with it, I don't understand it. So what 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 makes them so dreadful? Um, part of this issue with like the the. So Kingdom Hearts actually had this exact same problem where back what do you mean? in Kingdom the... Hearts is perfect. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> this is this is a this is this is just a wider in- instance and in, in an instance where something was publicly commented on where uh, back in the 90s and early 2000s, uh, when you shipped a game, uh, devs had this funny, nasty habit of just throwing out the gold masters and not archiving the source codes. Yep. Uh, so, like, when, with, when the Kingdom Hearts got remastered, there was no source code. There was no, like, gold disc version of Kingdom Hearts. So, mm-hmm. they technically, you could almost consider it, like, kind of a remake, because they had to rebuild and remake those games from mm-hmm. scratch to remaster Damn you, them. Uh, <laughs> a similar issue happened with Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3, where the gold masters were not archived and konami the, the konami the last builds they had archived were like beta versions of silent hill was, 2 and silent hill 3 alpha. maybe alpha mm-hmm. and they passed those games to a team 
that was relatively small and didn't have too much experience making video games. Like, if you look into, I think, I think it was Hijinks. I'm, I yes. could be mistaken. Yeah, Hijinks. Uh, most of their stuff was like a lot of shovelware type garbage on the Wii. Like, I don't want to like throw shade at the developer, but you know, you got to start somewhere. And Konami basically considered this a cheap, quick and dirty project. They had never remastered anything before. So on top of having to learn how to remaster a game and having a very, very cheap budget and having a very, very tight deadline because Konami wanted to get a whole bunch of Silent Hill games out in time for Silent Hill Revelation 3D, the film that we discussed on the Greencast. Yep, that my dire wolf. Uh, On top of all that shit, the devs had to refinish the games. So they, they were like bug ridden messes that that like weren't yeah. that that had bugs that were not in the ship versions of the game. So yeah, they I had believe to... the Xbox version also didn't get a patch and it, only it the did PS. Not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because uh at, at least in that era of game dev, I'm I'm not entirely sure because I have never really heard too much about it. I'm assuming it's generally the same thing. But like at least when I was working at 2K it costs like 10 to 20 grand to submit for a patch, right? And Konami didn't want to spend that money. And they basically kind of evaluated which is the larger player base. Oh, there's more PS3 sold in Japan. We're going to make a patch for PS3. Sorry, Xbox, get fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. There's a lot of bugs in those versions that weren't in the originally. Like, for example, there's the infamous screenshot where um, Maria has teeth for her eyes. Um, I have not seen that one just yet. Yeah. That's amazing. That's Uh, fantastic. That sounds like something that Lee would Photoshop into, you know, Morbius' face or something. (laughs) Wait, I I thought we weren't going to discuss games that we worked on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't have the original font for the Silent Hill Ranch, so they used Comic Sans. Oh Beautiful. no! Uh, Beautiful. Yes, the, iconic. They oh, no. the, the fog wasn't finished, and they didn't properly yeah. fix it. So, like, you can actually see the edge of the world, especially on Lake yeah. Toluca. Okay, so you, see mm-hmm. my. My experience with the Silent Hill HD collection is that um so I I played I played the original um Silent Hill 2 and 3 in college because one of my roommates had the console it was on originally. Um but I only started console gaming with the PS3 like ex- barring like the Wii games and stuff like that. I had a PS3. That was the earliest thing I had. So when the HD collection came out I was like fuck yeah, I can finally actually like get hands-on because it was you know it was me and like two of my roommates like trading the controller back and forth to play silent hill 2 so you know i was like i can finally experience it fully and i booted it up and the fog looked so fucking shitty that i was just like yeah for another yeah. ps3 <laughs> yeah they uh it's very terrible <laughs> they, yeah, they were, it was they... and i think i think i heard i heard that it was like because the the console limitations of the the PS2 or wherever whatever it was originally on um there were less of those on the PS3 they were like oh we can render more so like the fog can be more detailed looking 
but it just ended up looking like, yeah, you could see the edge of the world. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, render fog. It was just, like, actual, like, you know, physically created fog. And then it was just like, well, you could see through this. Like, (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's a complete hot mess. Like, there's a really good Matt McMuscles video about the Silent Hill HD collection. Uh, the other other big sticking point is the voice acting because there was this yes. big kerfuffle about um, royalties in in oh. when in regards to voice acting stemming from mm-hmm. uh, I believe a misconception because there have been other voice actors like the the new James or uh, not new anymore because the game's getting a fucking remake uh, but Troy Baker mm-hmm. was cast as James Sunderland and he's like no mm-hmm. there's there's no such thing as royalties unless that gets like negotiated into your contract and because mm-hmm. konami didn't want to like deal with it there is this like big kerfuffle and they recast everybody but then they managed to like renegotiate and like compensate the original voice actors for silent hill 2 which made it so that the voice actors for silent hill 2 their original audio could be used and they couldn't track down i believe it was heather morris who is heather mason's original voice actress um and because of that and because konami didn't want to take any chances they were just like fuck it uh only new voices for silent hill 3 um and that's that's been kind of a big point of contention because even though the the voice acting in the older silent hill games isn't necessarily up to conventional high quality standards considering the subject matter and the characters it kind of makes them more unique and offbeat like a david lynch film basically, where it's like a weird type performance. So hearing Guy Seehe or or whoever deliver weird lines in a very weird manner feels right in Silent Hill 2 versus hearing my 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 video game voice acting voice stalker uh <laughs> voice James Sunderland just feels listen, wrong. Listen, he's he's great, but yes, there are times where he's been cast in roles where I'm just like I don't think this was the right decision. Like, um, he played, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for, uh, in the, um, the one, like, Batman prequel game, where it was like, oh, he's playing Uh, a brand new villain, who could it be? Oh, it's the Joker. (laughs) Yeah. The Joker, baby. So, yeah, Yeah. he was, he was, he essentially (laughs) spent the entire time doing a Mark Hamill's Joker impression, but, like, younger, and it was just kind of like, hey guys, you're hiring Troy Baker. Maybe let him be a cool new character that we can enjoy. Like he was supposed to be Black Mask, I think, which I was like, oh fuck yeah. Oh, but hell then, yeah. They, then they took out the mask and surprise, it's the Joker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really, really Gosh. bad. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Or or at the very least, just let him do his own interpretation of the Joker. Like Yeah, exactly. In, in that under the Red Hood movie, they have John DiMaggio as the Joker, and he mm-hmm. does not in try to do Mark Hamill's Joker, and yeah. he fucking kills Yo, it. That yeah, performance, he's great. fucks. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's 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 super. There's good. also um oh my gosh, what is his name? The one who uh one, there's one of the cartoons that um there's another guy completely who did who did a take on the Joker, and also fantastic, but like and a completely different look than oh a completely different look and feel than Mark Hamill's Joker, and it's Perfect. just like. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I gotta go but rewatch one... Under the Red Hood now. Oh my yeah. god! Yes, you do. But, but, but what also, a, this... what a delightful family reunion. Let's take pictures. <laughs> we'll do all three of us, and then I'll take one of the two of you, and then me and the crowbar. 
it's it's great. But yeah, yeah. it's it's it was kind of basically a hot mess, and that day was kind of a bad day for survival mm-hmm. horror because the only other horror game that came out on that day um, was. Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I pre-ordered oh, that one. I did too. Oh, no. I, I pre-ordered both of them. Art. I got them on the, the same day. Oh, it I was. Uh, I only got uh, Operation and Midnight sorry, Release. Boys. Yeah, it I'm was. Sorry, boys. Well, that, that entire because they both came out in March, and the kicker too was that Silent Hill Downpour also came out that month. So it was basically oh. for my birth month a really really dour oh. note of, of horror games. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jam. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I, uh, I remember enjoying Downpour when I first played it, but on, you know, I appreciate elements of it, but it's, yeah, exactly. There's, there's things that were good about it, but also things that were very not good about it. Yeah. The creatures would have been a little bit more like the homecoming ones. Yeah. 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 As opposed to just homeless looking people. Me. Yeah, because that's basically the most all the terrifying monsters. of all. Yeah, Silent so, Hill, Los Angeles. So yeah, it's it's rem- I'm the main character. <laughs> Remasters are basically just like an enhanced looking play. I think we can kind of agree on that, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And, um, then, and also a thing we had talked about answering before we kind of got really into the meat of the discussion was what makes a remake or a remaster acceptable. Um, it doesn't shit all over the legacy of the original game. Yeah. Uh, in, like, in my mind, there's there like also the should... most start with good intentions. But... Yes, I yes. would I, I would think so. And I, I know that there's tons of things behind the scenes, especially since yeah. I've had a peek behind the curtain. But mm-hmm. it, it, it is a bit weird when you have mm-hmm. remasters coming out and they are just in like the w- absolute worst state. Like the, not yeah. just the the Silent Hill remaster, but like on the polar opposite side of Blizzard, you know, Warcraft Three Reforged, oh. uh, and then more recently, like the Grand Theft Auto trilogy remaster, which oh, stung yes. extra oh, hard because right. Rockstar they, decided they pulled... to delist all of the yes. previous versions. That's right. Which mm-hmm. is just a super dick yeah. move. Um, for... Don't do that. Oh yeah, and yeah, Sega did the absolutely. same thing with Sonic Origins collections, where it was like, uh, right, a, a remaster, but it was in a worse state than the original games. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's for me what I what I just want is like maybe some slight gameplay tweaks to maybe like update the feel slightly for like to, to iron out some of the, mm-hmm. the the wrinkles or whatever. Uh, but for the most part, I just want the the original experience running on modern hardware, so I don't have to yes. dig out old shit I, or or yes emulate for, or anything. I think for me, the big the two big things are 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 time and modern hardware. That's for sure. The big like one, yeah, yeah. Like I if if the game is unplayable without a remake or a remaster then then do it you know yeah. like if it's if it's literally like on a defunct console that i can never get my hands on ever again because they just don't make them anymore without like going on ebay somewhere right it's just like hey i i don't want to do this i would like to um be able to experience this this piece yeah uh, especially yeah. when when the game in question is is uber rare and assholes are charging yes. 600 to a thousand dollars for it aka haunting yes. ground or rule of rose 
Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, there's. I, Go ahead. Well, I I I also think that like in addition, if there is a game where like a modern update would bring you know like like a modern update that still involves sort of the original creation team, where they're like this actually brings our original vision a little bit more into focus. There you go. I, I like that kind of shit too, and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll I'll explain specifically which one I mean when we start talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have one of those too. Uh, yeah. What about you, Ren? What what makes a remaster work for you? You pretty much just covered all the bases. Yeah. 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 I mean, Essentially, yeah. Uh, such such a big part of this is like, if you want to bring an old title to a fresh set of eyes using modern technology then if you're if you're not trying to change too much of the of the the core material along the way and you're just trying to present it in a new shiny package then i can totally understand it there's a jaded part of me that wants to just say it's creative bankruptcy yeah to like keep going back to the well and keep regenerating these old franchises and old titles but then every so often there will be one that's being put out on a new console, on new updated hardware, where even though it might just be like, I don't want to say a soulless one-to-one -one copy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, if it, um, like, uh, the easy example to go for would be the one James already mentioned of um, Resident Evil. Yeah. The, the GameCube remake is maybe about as damn near perfect for a remake as you can get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. It honors the source material. It tries to more accurately convey the original vision because of the advances in the hardware controls. Yeah. And it adds in some fun new stuff of like, oh, okay, well, you know, we've seen how the gaming landscape has changed. And survival horror is now this established genre. It's this established pre uh, premise. So we're going to add in some higher difficulty like Crimson Heads. We're gonna like class it up to like iron out a lot of the B movie mm -hmm. unintentional yeah. comedy from the original game. Yes. And like another one that I think was was very appropriate for the time, and I'm gonna have a big asterisk on this one that I'm gonna follow up right after. Um, I thought that redoing Fire Red Leaf Green as remakes of Pokemon Red and Blue were mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, release it on the new hardware and then have post-game stuff including pokemon from the new generations yeah mm -hmm. to kind of tie into everything mm -hmm. but then the creative bankruptcy kicks in and they go okay we need to we need to go back to red and blue again mm -hmm. let's do let's go pikachu and let's go eevee mm -hmm. yeah where now they are calling it kind of a remake of red and blue Mm -hmm. But it's also not. But, but it's also not completely <laughs> bastardizing. Yes. The and, yeah. core system of the game. Now that being yes. said, I weirdly liked Let's Go Eevee. Yeah. I me just too. bristle a little bit when people call it a remake of Red or Blue. Yes. Yes. It's mm. it's like it's like it. I would say it's almost more heavily inspired by the original <laughs> games. Sure. You know it's, what I mean? It's Spock with the beard and yes. the sash. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, where like I feel like it was more focused on like enhancing that sort of relationship between you and your core Pokemon mm -hmm. than than it was being like a a real Pokemon game. Um, sort of like sort of like how Arceus was trying to do something kind of insane and different, and it wasn't trying to be like we're a new mainline Pokemon game. Yeah. 
even though Oh boy, we'll not well, get into that. Fo- yeah, I, yeah, that's a whole different wormhole we could <laughs> yes. sink ourselves into because it's like, oh, Arceus was like this great shot in the dark of trying something new, and yep. it worked. Do you guys yep. want to keep exploring that idea? No, no. Well, copy that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I'm guys. really. I I know I know that uh, I know that uh, Scarlet and Violet were in development simultaneously, so they couldn't have been influenced too much by Arceus. But my god, I really hope that they go back and say, like, okay, what did we do right with Arceus that, like, people are really pissed off about for Scarlet yeah. <laughs> It's fucking wild that they can make a Pokemon game where I I got to the Elite Four and then just said, man, I'm bored, fuck this game, and just yeah. didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yo. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, once again, <laughs> we, we turn this into a rant against Pokemon. <laughs> Hey, it's fine. Look, just, hold on, hold on, hold on. Be- before we move on from, from Rant Against Pokemon, uh-huh. because Rent wasn't here for that. Rent, what are your thoughts on Scarlet and Violet? Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> oh, man, that's just a buggy mess. Yeah. I did go through a bunch of the game offline, which was like the, uh, what is it, that quest that you had to go around and collect stuff for, um, what is it, what's his name? Uh, the Rival Guy? I'm already forgetting about that game. It's just like, oh, oh, oh with the, the to... stupid oh, sandwich the, shit. The plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. the, 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 yeah, the dying dog. Yes. Yeah, my ball God. stiff. My balls are stiff. My ball stiff. Yeah. yeah. My balls, my yeah, balls my... are stiff. Yeah. Yeah, my balls are stiff. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I did a bunch of that stuff offline, and then when I was streaming it, it was just the majority of like the gym battles. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing extra. Uh, I. I thought it was very silly to fight that, like those car bosses. Oh my god! Yes. It was very silly. Yeah, <laughs> it was very repetitive too. Yeah, yes. give me it something was different. Repetitive. I will never, yeah. I will never forget that my first impression of Scarlet and Violet was seeing the car boss. Was yeah on, on my Greece, very on stream right? first. I yep yep yep. yep. Uh, listeners, I I tuned into the stream of a uh, friend of the podcast, Greedy Kumquat. And the first thing I see is her in battle with an actual car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I sick. Like, okay. Yeah. I I see where some of the complaints are coming from. Yeah. And then I immediately bought you the game, and you said why. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to back to like remakes. It's like it's 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 what what is your ideal video game remake? Like we, we, we you kind of touched upon that and you said like you had something that you were gonna get into, Kat, and mm-hmm. Lee Lee kind of touched on like my ideal video game remake, which I've already mentioned before in my favorite games list of, of mm-hmm. Resident Evil One remake. Uh, mm-hmm. so like what is like an ideal video game remake for you? And like what's a good example, what's a bad example, so on and so forth. Okay. Um I this is actually gonna be a very positive answer for me because I actually have two good examples, which I think I think both highlight the two the the two things that matter to me a lot with remakes and like specifically sort of the two different approaches, um, which will become clear very shortly. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to talk about, um, which you know I will never miss an opportunity to talk about this game, uh, is missed. <laughs> yeah. You'll never, yeah. you'll never, you'll never missed an opportunity. You will never missed an opportunity. Um, but yeah, move so... over, Lee. Don't put that in your body. It's time for cat talks about mist. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I mean, as as you all are 
more than aware, Mist has been remade or has been remastered countless times. Um, it's mostly again been the way we just we've um, defined remasters. It's been a lot of like ports to new consoles, up-res textures. You know, just kind of trying to get things to um, to look a little better. But to still have that feel of like, you know, it's this, it's, you know, a point and click slideshow effectively, as people like to deride it. Um, previously, there was an early attempt at a modern remake with Real Mist. Um, so that came out in, I believe, 2014. Um, and it was notable because this was the first time they tried to make Mist with like, or gosh, it might not have been the first time they tried, but it was the first like major time that they had real 3D movement and like dynamic environments they were like louding all of these like new things that they were adding um in my mind real mist was a failure because it broke the immersion that was sort of inherent in the originals i think um you know i mean obviously a modern audience looks at those original games and says how the fuck could anyone get immersed in that kind of stuff but let me tell you, in, like, 1994 or whenever the fuck I first played it, like, you did. <laughs> um, it was very much like a, oh my god, I'm I'm here. And it was that combined with, it was the art combined with the music, combined with, like, all of the sound effects of the different areas you were in, to the point where they were, like, incorporated into puzzles. And, you know, it was, it was all of those things. But the 2014 remake didn't really have the graphical fidelity that other games of that time had. So you were seeing Mist, but it was this like very low quality 3D version of Mist. And walking around in that space, like everything felt so dead and so like this was a game that was originally from 1994 and, you know, somebody just like slapped those textures onto 3D models and called it a day. Mm. Which, you know, again, I'm 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 no hate. I'm like, you know, they tried, but it just it didn't work for me because it it like basically was this like halfway point between a fully modern 3D game and Mist, and it didn't quite nail that merger. Um, now, most recently, I think 2021, uh, Cyan Worlds released another Mist remake, and this was another fully 3D dynamic environments. Well, actually, yeah, I think dynamic environments, but um, you know, another another attempt. But, like, done completely modern, like, um, and, uh, this time, I think they, like, absolutely fucking knocked it out of the park. It ended up on my favorite games of that year list, I think. I think it was number one, in fact. Like, I think it was, like, no surprise that I was just like, yeah, number one. Um, but, you know, talk about this, that, like, this is very much, they did not redo anything at its core, right? Like, Mist is still Mist. They didn't they didn't redo the puzzles, even though there is a mode that you can play where the puzzle solutions are randomized, so you can kind of get, like, a newer, ex like, a fresher experience than if you've, if you're like me and you've played it a million times already and you know the solutions by heart for the most part. Um, but, uh, but, but basically what it did was it kind of brought that brought the level of immersion that I experienced as a little kid on my, you know, like, my my iMac 2 or whatever the fuck. The, the like, the, like, old-school Apple computer. Um, and just kind of brought that 
to a modern audience where the 3D environments are incredible. They're photorealistic. You can walk around in them. You can, you know, you listen to your own footsteps. You're hearing all of the sound effects in world that you were hearing, you know, it, when it was just a still image you could click on, um, but you're hearing them in a world space. And uh, I know that there is a VR version and I haven't tried that yet, but it was just like, to me, it just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, and then the second example I have which in my mind is is also a really good example, is the new Sherlock Holmes games. Mm. Um, mm. So, so specifically Sherlock Holmes The Awakened, uh, I talked about, I've, I've made mention of it a little bit because I was really excited for this game to come out and I really dug it. Um, and I think it's important to note that like, you know, the developers are currently dealing with a war in their home country and that effectively after they... Um, that kind of put a bit of a delay on a lot of the chapter one content they had been planning. There's still like DLC content in the works or maybe it's already been canceled. I don't know. Um, but they sat there and they said, well, we, we still want to make a game, but like, we can't make a, like a full fledged sequel to this game because we just, you know, going to be really challenging. Um, so they decided to go back to a game that they made in 2008, Sherlock Holmes, the awakened and say, okay, we're going to take, you know, we're going to take the basic plot of this game a lot of the script, most of the script, um, and we're going to just, we're going to remake this completely, like ground up. And this is all in their, you know, their new, their modern engine. Everything is like, you know, all of the, all of the assets are redone. And, um, you know, they even like redid a ton of the, like all of the um, environments. Um, 2008 Awakened had a lot of issues with sort of like meandering level designs where, you know, it, like, a lot of them were, like, store-bought assets, you know, I mean, sort of like, sort of like what the issues we had with, like, Faz, with some of their stuff, where it's like, oh, this, this area looks incredibly samey, because it's just, you know, one building copy-pasted 18 times or whatever, um, and that was definitely the problem with, like, some of the areas in, uh, the original Awakened, but they, they made it, like, an actual designed level where, you know, the shops are where you expect them to be. And also there's some sense of like the world space that like, oh yeah, this is a space that was designed and makes sense. Not every place is interactive, but I can see the street name. I can see the name of the the shop over there. It's like a unique shop. Um, that sort of thing. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I think you can still go back and play the original Awakened. Uh, I did very recently. I think on, I think I did that on stream. Um, and it's fine, but, like, everything that they did for this remake elevated it. And that's, I think, that's, I think, the key part is, like, if you, the remake, as long as the remake elevates its source material, um, which I think both the Mist remake and the Sherlock Holmes Awakened remake did, mm -hmm. I think that, that really, like, that really prevents it to me from being this soulless cash grab that you mentioned. Um, but Yeah. Sorry, I have rambled a lot. What are what about y'all? What are y'all? You, you have passion when it comes yes. to this. Yes, I yeah. do. God damn it. <laughs> it is not on me to interrupt such a powerful stream of consciousness. I admire you. Thank you. Thank you. I admire its purity. <laughs> but but I want to hear I want to hear from y'all. I want to hear y'all's like examples. Um, if you have stuff. I'll... I'll get mine out of the way. Well, one of them, mm -hmm. unfortunately, I haven't been able to get hands on with. But as as an outsider, mm -hmm. it looks like the perfect remake um, because it seems to accomplish a lot of the things that I would want. And that's my second favorite game of all time, Shadow of the Colossus. I have Ooh. not had a chance to be hands on with the full remake. 
that uh, that was released. And from everything I've seen, it looks just like a graphical overhaul. You know, they didn't like add new colossi with new, yeah. you know, functions to beat them. They fleshed out the overworld so there's a little more like stuff to do in it. And it's the same 16 bosses. Go. Mm-hmm. And I say yeah. fucking perfect. Um, a remake that I think doesn't get a lot of attention that I really enjoyed was Metroid Zero Mission. Mm, okay um it is not a strict remake in the sense that it follows the exact same map layouts of the original metroid so some people get a little iffy on calling it a remake but i mean it is it is canonically a retelling of the same story from metroid one they just had the maps be more fleshed out and i mean you know that's keeping up with like the way the series had come to be at that point kind of in the vein of like metroid fusion and things like that so to have it be a direct map to map remake would leave the newer generation of players kind of going wow this blows like i don't care about the graphical update this is not great Mm. so they made a smart decision in my opinion and and elaborated on the things that had made metroid so enjoyable at that point um so fucking zero mission i think is great and then okay uh controversial take uh i think one of the best video game remakes of all time is also one of the worst games i've ever played (laughs) kingdom hearts chain of memories oh no (laughs) i think as a remake it is outstanding Mm. because chain of memories uh, as part of Final Mix, took the original, the original game, which was Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. It was janky as fuck. It had an ambitious card battling system that did not translate well to the hardware at the time. Mm-hmm. And they scaled it into the new age, put it into the third person, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts two battle system. They slapped that card battle system in there and they kept to it. They made it the same thing. It follows the same plot beats. It then fleshes out with additional content because Nomura can't help himself. All this extra stuff into the storyline and the lore. And my God, as a remake, it is stellar what they pulled off. And that game is an infuriating piece of shit. Definitely. I hate chain of memories <laughs> but i cannot devalue the fact that it is a brilliant remake i haven't gone through the remake but i have played the original gba up to the very end and oh, it was very terrible oh dog oh oh my god <laughs> oh you you should have seen me stream this piece of shit oh my god james waited for the joke of the universe when i suffered my ass through that game i'm banging my head against the final boss marluxia i'm like this is dreadful please end my misery beat him credits when you walk and i went oh thank god and then it said Congratulations, campaign B unlocked. No. <laughs> no. And James starts laughing his ass off because he knew and he didn't tell me. I didn't want to spoil the surprise. And I said, What the fuck do you mean, campaign B? 
it's like oh isn't that like a good thing like when you beat gold and silver for the first time like you you beat lance and you go wow that was that was great and then you get to go to the 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 kanto region and Perfect. fight all the original bosses and then have the showdown with red yeah campaign b no here's riku he sucks you don't get to modify his deck, you know, deck building, the fun part of a card battle game. No, no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Here's a parry system that sucks, and you have to use it. Oh, God. And it's, like, just a hair shorter than the first campaign. Have fun. <laughs> Fuck that game. Great, brilliant remake. Fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what about I love uh, the passion. <laughs> what what about a worst like the worst remake that you played? Hmm. Hmm. I gotta I chew mean, on that one a second. All right. Well, mine, also mine is honestly probably HD collection, although I haven't well, actually before. All pretty, pretty well, that's much. a remaster, yeah. though. If that, I can, that's true. That's true. If so I so Rent needs to go with his best too. Yeah, I wanna I wanna poke I wanna poke something before we move on from from best. Uh because yeah, I wanna hear rents and also mm-hmm. James, I wanna hear your opinion of the Demon Souls remake because you love the original oh. so deeply. Yeah. Yes. There's also oh, another God. secret remake I wanna talk about as well. Oh secret? Yeah, I'll oh. get into it on my turn. Rent, rent, go ahead. Yes. Um we're talking about favorite games, right? Favorite remake, yeah. Yeah, your favorite remake. Favorite remake? Yeah, just yeah, yeah just uh, we're not on your favorite games yet. That'll happen. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, essentially it ties into one of my favorite games, which is uh Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I Ooh. do enjoy the live and reloaded. Uh-huh. I there is just one thing that I don't like about it. It's just the swearing part that's just kind of blurred out. Yeah. But essentially, um actually I mean, because I play the Rare Replay version, I don't own the original uh, copy for uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day on N64 anymore. Um, but when I do play the re- the Rare Replay version, I know that the uh, controls are a bit janky. Yeah. So with Live and Reloaded, I feel more comfortable since it's on Xbox and you can actually move. And uh, I mean, you can, you can obviously still move on the N64 version when you have uh, pistols. Uh, but it's more smoother on the live and reloaded version. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do, I do enjoy that about that that game. For and for, also the the graphical. Yeah, for those unaware of what Rent was talking about, the swearing for whatever reason, the Xbox version of Conquer, like the the remake, it has more swears censored, which is mm-hmm. funny. You like the N sixty four version is less censored than the Xbox version. It's very bizarre. Yeah, it's very, very, very bizarre. Do you have uh, another example of, of like your ideal video game remake or? Hmm. 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 Pondering. Joey King. Uh, Joey King. I, I do enjoy Joey King. No, I was going to say Resident Evil 2 remake. There okay. you go. Yeah. Yes. OK. OK. Another great example of like that a remake a that changes it changes just enough to keep it fresh and modern, but still keeping yes. the soul of the original. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. y'all! What the fuck about Shattered Memories? 
Oh, I actually oh. own a copy of the game. I have not played it. Shattered not Memories. Not a strict remake, but yeah, that's, like a, a reimagining. Yeah, that's that's actually oh. something that I was going to get into a little later in regards I, to I, like reimaginings of, of games mm. as opposed yeah, to remakes. I was going to say, I, I adore Shattered Memories. Um, but I don't, yeah, again, I don't even consider it really in that vein. Because I feel like it's almost like an alternate perspective of the... Yeah. Of Silent Hill 1 and 2, I guess. Or Silent Hill uh, 1. Silent Hill 1, yes. Silent Hill 1, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, Our... huh. That's a, that's a good one. So, if Rent doesn't have, or if Rent doesn't have another example, although feel free to chime in if you, you think of one. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously for me, uh, the Resident Evil 1 remake. Because mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm, it's basically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the original game, but like fully fleshed out according to Shinji Mikami's vision on newer hardware. And you know, more importantly, uh, the original version is not playable on a Nintendo console, so like, there's no backwards compatibility there. And it's like mm -hmm. a more fleshed out, classier version. But there's still like a couple minor nitpicks that <clears throat> I would have appreciated tweaked in regards to how the game functions. Like, I would have appreciated if the Jill and Chris campaigns were more like a Leon A, Claire B, like a or Claire A, Leon B sort of thing. Of like mm -hmm. in proper scenarios as opposed to just the same basic campaign but with a different protagonist. Um, Small changes too, right? Yeah, and it's for me that's kind of like my ideal survival horror game, my ideal remake, and everything like that. Um, in answer to your question, Lee, I mostly like the Demon Souls remake. Mostly. It, mostly. Yeah, it's it's. Especially if you've never played Demon Souls before, or if you can't play Demon Souls, it is great. It mm -hmm. introduces a bunch of minor quality of life improvements that certainly fix certain mild nitpicks about the, the, the original that are a little grating, namely in regards to the fact that like you can send items from your inventory to your storage, which you couldn't do in the original. And that's a big deal since Demon Souls has uh, fucking uh, inventory weight capacity. So if you're carrying too much <laughs> shit, oh, God. Uh, you just drop Over whatever you're trying to pick up. And uh, if you leave the if you leave the level or you die, whatever you left on the ground just despawns, so it's gone forever. No. Uh, mm. Remake allows you to at the very least send stuff back to your oh. your. Uh, bonfire and everything like that so it's like mm. you know oh, okay. you, you don't you don't have to lose shit uh oh, but the re the reason why i say mostly is i think something feels off in regards to like the atmosphere and the lighting in regards to like how the like it definitely looks better because it's two generations ahead right but like it doesn't have the same atmosphere as as the original game and the lighting feels off in some environments where it's it's impressive lighting, but like it just isn't quite demon souls, if that makes sense. It's it's a stupid, mm -hmm. silly ass nitpick, but like it's part of the soul and the DNA of the original. For me also, I feel that the uh the reinterpreted, reimagined music tracks are far too bombastic in the remake. Where they went mm. way too hard, like unnecessarily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the most important thing that I can remember off the top of my head in regards to like 
why it's kind of inferior to the original is the voice acting. No. Uh, they got most of the original voice actors back, but uh-huh. they're delivering less than performances that just aren't as good no. as, as the original. Uh, in some instances, it's it feels like somebody's reading a script as opposed to like acting. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's 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 still a solid overall remake, but like for me as somebody who loves the original and and can still play the original, uh, it, it's it's not my preferred version of Demon Souls. As mm-hmm. to the. Mm-hmm. It's it, it. This isn't a good remake for me, but it, this falls into like nebulous territory. But I, I wanted to bring it up anyway, uh, because I think it's an interesting thing in regards to the idea of like trying to update something for a modern audience. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, having your cake and eat it too is uh, Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes. Mm, I was hoping no. to talk about this. Yeah, it is a uh, it is a remake of the original Metal Gear Solid, but for the Nintendo GameCube, and it is done by Silicon Knights, uh, who did Eternal Darkness on the GameCube, and it uses their engine. And it's published by Nintendo. And the idea was Pargon. it's Paragon, 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 Paragon. Uh, the idea is basically it's the original Metal Gear Solid, but with more Metal Gear Solid Two gameplay included, which hi Tori. Special guest star Tori on on the Gooncast. Oh uh, yes, Tori. Yeah, go home from work. <laughs> the Aww. it's um the problem with the 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 updated mechanics to make it more like a modern game is they're implemented mm-hmm. thoughtlessly, and the original yeah. environment or mechanics aren't redesigned to reincorporate the the new updated mechanics. So it creates a far, far, far easier game. Like, to the point where it's almost, like, comically easy. Yes. Because, like, for for example, like, the very first boss fight is against Revolver Ocelot. And in the original Metal Gear Solid, you can only move and shoot from its traditional camera perspective, which is this top-down, almost, like, almost like a Super Nintendo game, right? Of of Mm -hmm. viewpoint. The camera's basically above you. Uh, there's okay. a handful of first-person weapons that you use, like a stinger missile and the sniper rifle and the Nikita missile. But for the mm-hmm. most part, you cannot shoot in first-person. You can press a button to view stuff in first-person, right? But you can't mm-hmm. shoot. So the first boss fight against Revolver Ocelot is it's in this room. You cannot go into the center because there's, there's tripwires everywhere filled with C4. So you have to run around the outskirts and try to angle yourself correctly to hit Ocelot. You do have auto-aim, so you don't necessarily have to try to, like, perfectly line up a shot. Like, Snake will automatically rotate to the closest enemy. Mm. But still. And it's a tricky, solid first boss fight. Metal Gear Solid 2 introduced the idea of being able to actually aim in first person and shoot in first person. And that gets brought over into Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes. So that first boss fight that had, like, mild... Like, it was a moderate challenge... It's now pitifully easy because you can just stay in one corner and aim in first person and mm-hmm. just shoot Ocelot all willy-nilly. So it's like, it's a neat updated mechanic, but doesn't fit with the design of the original game. Um, the original game also did not have lockers that you could hide in. So 
A bunch of lockers have gotten added in, which makes evading enemies and sneaking around comically easy. And that's that's just generally the yeah. the kind of the the go ahead, like the the running theme with Twin Snakes, where it kind of just it's I, the intent was there to update it for by modern standards, because at that point I think it had been six years since the original Metal Gear Solid. Uh, but it just feels thoughtless, and it wasn't like they, they didn't want to fuck with the original design, but they wanted to incorporate all this new shit without really worrying about how it all melds together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just creates cramming more content and more features into it until it's gonna burst. Yeah, and and it 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 creates this weird experience that it's it's fine. At least I think it's fine. Twin Snakes is a very contentious title. Some people love it. Some people think it's fine. Uh, some people, uh, i.e. Walter, think it's the biggest piece of shit ever made. <laughs> um, shout out to Friend of the Goon cast. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Walter. Walter. I miss you, buddy. Uh, but yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's an interesting... Spicy Humble Mare. It's an interesting little little piece of, of game history where it's it, it doesn't quite work it doesn't necessarily trample on the original game's legacy and it does it does include i guess supposedly as 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 a way to segue like we were discussing reinterpretations of classic titles Mm -hmm. um all the cinematics in twin snakes were directed by ryohei kitamura he is a japanese film director and he was told to direct them in his normal style despite the fact that he was trying to initially direct them just like the original game. Uh, Kat, you're familiar with Ryuhei Kitamura style because he is the director of Godzilla Final Wars. Yes! So imagine <laughs> imagine Metal Gear Solid, like whatever you've seen I, of MGS, I love him. but with insane, schlocky, over-the-top Matrix style how, how many people? How many people get called cattle in... Uh... And Metal Gear. None, none of the script is the same, God but you, you do get to see Snake jump on top of or, or like backflip over a, a, a missile, if I recall correctly. Like, it, it does wow. insane, like those action sequences in the, like the martial arts type stuff in Final Wars, that's mm-hmm. all throughout the cinematics of, of Twin Snakes. It's bonkers. Wow. Fire. Mazer. Yeah, so, uh... On that note, uh, I guess well, before we get to bad remakes, what oh, what about the reinterpretations? The uh, yeah. Oh, reinterpretations. Yeah, because I'll, I'll quickly start it since I did the segue. For me, uh, mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily good. I'm just bringing it up as an example. Is Resident mm-hmm. Evil Three? Mm-hmm. Because like mm. that that's very that's another very contentious remake because it it is basically the ba- the very bare bones basic plot of Resident Evil Three, but like the minutia of the story and all almost all of the environments are completely different from the original game to the point where mm-hmm. it very much feels more like a reinterpretation than a strict remake. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's it feels less of a remake. It it almost feels like it could have been its own original title. Just it happens to feature the cast of Resident Evil Three and Nemesis. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then of course we mentioned uh, Shattered Memories, which I personally adore, and it's my second favorite Silent Hill game of all time. Uh, 
But anyways, what what about you? Do you guys have any any reinterpretations that you want to discuss or or that you like, that you dislike, whatever? I feel like Shattered Memories was the one that I had to had to throw in that arena because I think it it dared to do so many things differently that yeah, a lot of the fan base are not really high on. Yeah, there's and there's a lot of people who hate that's that. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is what I, which is weird to me because yeah, like I I dig Shattered Memories so much specifically because you know I mean. Just the fact that there's no combat mechanic, that like you cannot fight the things that are coming at you. Sure, yeah. You have to run. You know, like I, I'm just like that is so that is so much more interesting to me than you know being able to have a gun with low ammo where I'm constantly worried about like oh god, I'm like can I kill this thing with the amount of ammo? It's like I get that that's a huge staple of survival horror, but God, I so much prefer just like you have to figure out a different way around these things or you mm-hmm. just have to bail like for, that's for it. me what i oh, clock tower three yeah. yeah yeah until you turn into a magical girl but still i love clock tower three <laughs> oh, this is true, but this uh is true. for me like one of the or, things um, that i uh what's what's the what's the one where you're in the asylum with the camera oh outlast yes outlast yeah, yeah. um for me one of the things that i really appreciate about um Shattered Memories compared to the rest of the Western Silent Hill games. Is it's, uh, for one, it's the only Western Silent Hill game that doesn't try to be Silent Hill 2. And it has its own unique identity. And it does its own what unique mean? thing. What do you mean? You, you know wanna, exactly you what I mean. <laughs> you don't want to combat roll away from your problems like a real I mean, man? <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't. There's no, there's no pyramid head or pyramid head stand in. There's no, oh, there's yes. no dark secret twist there's, about the protagonist's no, history. Oh, there's no, there's no nurses just because everyone recognizes Silent Hill nurses, even though it's like, yeah, because they're actively like part well, of James's psychosis. Well, it's specifically like, the big titty nurses because there's yeah, nurses yeah, in Silent Hill Booba. one yes. and two. We need, we need, we need and three and four because, because you know, like. Alex Shepard was a was in was in combat and therefore he got injured and therefore he saw nurses so that's why they're here it's like wow that what a stretch look Good if, job, if, guys. look look <laughs> I I have never had a severe medical like injury I broke uh-huh. my ankle once but that they put a boot on it and it was fine uh-huh. but if I had a Silent Hill it would have big booba zombie nurses <laughs> yeah look if, uh-huh. if they had uh-huh. balls. They would have copied the Silent Hill Ooh, the nurses? four nurses. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, whoa. The burping nurses. Whoa. The Fuda nurses? Oh. What? <laughs> the burp- I love the, the burping nurses. Yeah, the burping nurses oh, are the yes. best. Oh, they are the best. Yeah. The burping nurses. And at least for me, and like, I, it's, I don't think it's ever been confirmed by the developer, but this is my personal headcanon for Shattered Memories. I actually don't even see the game strictly as a remake slash reinterpretation. For me, my own personal headcanon for the game is it's an alternate sequel to Silent Hill. It's an alternate ending to it's it's an ending to the 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 worst ending of the game where it's revealed that Harry died in the car accident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, this nothing has been confirmed by the devs. It's I don't even necessarily think it's you know probably their intent, but this is just how. I see the game, and I, I dig that. 
like mm -hmm. as just like we're going to go off on a completely different direction and even if it doesn't necessarily tie completely one to one to silent hill one that's kind of fine because it's it's somebody's dying thoughts as they're in a car accident you know very especially mm -hmm. since spoilers uh that's basically the plot of Jacob's Ladder, where it's just this this mishmash of, mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. of yeah. insanity and, and whatnot. So it doesn't necessarily have to make complete sense. Mm -hmm. Any any other yeah. spicy reinterpretations that anybody wants to yeah, discuss? I I got one. I I, mm. I I don't have a whole lot to say about it because it's been so long since I've played it. But uh, Prince of Persia was a really good oh. way to re reimagine the franchise. Oh. Interesting. That was, you know, old school side scroller, you know, mm -hmm. 2D, very, very, uh, like Nidhogg combat of just like thrust parry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And never then they're like, yeah, that's thing. cool. Ooh. Here's a third person action game with a time stop mechanic and parkour. Like, you, oh, you, you need to play Sands of Time, Ren. It's fantastic. I, I yeah, neither have I actually. So. You should play Sands of Time as well. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it is the original Sands of Time. Like the first entry in that little quadrilogy of, of subseries of Prince of Persia is one of the best written games I have mm -hmm. ever played. It is so fucking charming and well done. And it is. Wait. Weren't they doing a remake for that game? They are, the, in, which is oh, kind of fitting. Uh, on, it's, <laughs> the, the remake is going through development hell right now because they, oh, okay. they showed off the trailer and people were poking fun of how last gen it looked graphically and ubisoft has been freaking out personally i don't care about graphics so long as it plays well that's just my mm -hmm. general mm -hmm. sentiment mm -hmm. yeah. uh but that's like its own kettle of, of fish but like one of the things that's neat about sands of time is uh the framing the framing device is, is the prince is is telling this story to somebody that we don't know right so there's voiceover okay. narration periodically throughout the game and every single time you die, uh, before, you know, like, you can, again, rewind time so you can, like, undo mistakes that you make. But every single mm -hmm. time you die, the prince as the narrator quips, wait, no, that's not right. Let, 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 me, let me start again. <laughs> so it's like every death is, is basically canonized as, oh, he's, he's, he's fucking up in his retelling of this story. And it's right. a oh, very, very cute. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very adorable, and I, I I dig that game so much. And Yuri Lowenthal kills it as the priest. It's very young Lowen Yuri Lowenthal. I think this is nice. Two thousand two, two thousand three. That that was PS two, right? Yeah, PS two, GameCube, original Xbox, and uh, oh. PC. And I, I know it's still available on PC. But I know you have an Xbox One rent, and the original Xbox version is backwards compatible on Ooh. Xbox One. So you can play it and stream it, and it is charming as fuck. Nice. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's my name in the hat for reimagining, and now I'm going to sit here and prepare myself for when we talk about worst remakes. I know yes. exactly the one you're talking about, and it's also one of mine as well. Especially I have no idea what you mean. My pain is unique. <laughs> <laughs> Any any uh, any others? I, I you know what I think I really can't think of anything like off the top of my head right now. Um, I think that you know Shadow Memories is such a good example. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna second it again. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I like I'm sure I'm sure there is something and I'm sure it's something I've played, but it's really just like just out of out of my mental reach. So Yeah. I'm but I'm really happy because while we were talking, I remembered my least my like because I, I was basically trying to think like because my experience with a lot of remakes is either I've never experienced the original because it's on like very old hardware. Like like you know, like the Resident Evil games. Like a lot of them I never experienced the originals. Um so therefore like the remasters are kind of the only thing I have to reference. And I'm like, yeah, they're great. Uh maybe they were better before, but this this one is good. Um and also I feel like the Resident Evil uh remaster or remakes are are really like genuinely good examples. Um and then, you know, the the Silent Hill HD collection, I'm just like, well, I turned that off like an hour in because I hated it so much. So my experience has been either like I didn't fucking play it because I hated it so much, or <laughs> I liked it. So, but I found one. I remembered a remake I hate. <laughs> oh, mm. I can't wait. Oh. So, but anyway, yeah, does does anybody have another, uh, any other reinterpretation? You got one, Rem? I have none. Okay, no. well, I guess it's time to hate. <laughs> uh, I, I'm that curious, Kat, it's what's, time, what's yours? Okay, so this is actually, I streamed the original, which definitely narrows it down a lot because i like never stream (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i forgot about this thing and um it's also weird because on the website they are the official title of this is the game remastered and i don't think strictly speaking it is a remaster um i think that because they they did a lot of stuff that was like brand fucking new in it so it feels like it's much more in line with the uh, with a remake um okay. uh Nancy Drew, their first game ever was a game called Secrets Can Kill. This is the her interactive point and click game. This Hell was the yeah. one where um James is a clip of me uh getting oh, shot by kick? a drug dealer at the end. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um so yeah, it was it was definitely a pretty rough game. I think it was released in nineteen ninety-eight, I think, according to this. Yeah, yeah, it was nineteen ninety-eight. Um, and, you know, like, it's, it's a very old game, and at a certain point, it stopped running on modern PCs, on modern Windows, you know? Um, and Her Interactive also stopped selling the discs. So, uh, currently there are two games that are just, like, unplayable unless you, like, really finagle it, which are, uh, Secrets Can Kill, the first game, and, um, the, the, uh, uh, the, the tv show one the next one which i forget the name of um not message in a haunted mansion but uh yeah the, the 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 second one oh stay tuned for danger so secrets and kill um got a remaster for their like their number 10 i think it's like yeah so it's like it's considered or no 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 it was so it was released in 2010 um and this one, like, they they basically said, okay, hey, we're gonna we're gonna remake this because uh, you know, y'all had some issues with the original game. Um, most notably that people didn't like the fact that like there was a mystery and you had a bunch of suspects to interrogate, right? But then at the end of the game, none of the suspects were the murderer. It was a random third-party drug dealer who was the murderer. <laughs> who came in in the 11th hour, and you were just like, wow, what the fuck? Okay. 
Um, so they were like, we heard your complaints and we're going to address that. We're, we're redoing the mystery. The mystery is going to be different. Um, but their solution to re... Oh, and the other thing is that they, like, they definitely, like, up-resed a lot of the graphics. And I think they redid a lot of the graphics. And also they remade the character models. Because in the original they had just, like, animated characters. Like, 2D animated characters. And in the remake they did what they usually do. Which is have, like, 3D model characters that are that are animated but like stay in one place and just kind of like you know basically just gesture at you while they're talking um and so they um they were like we heard your complaints we're gonna make this an actual mystery and their solution was to introduce a new character who was like an old guy who would be at the diner who was like kind of tasking you with spying on people guess who the murderer is now mm-hmm. uh-huh Me? <laughs> Yeah, they introduced a new character specifically to be the murderer, which is just like, hey guys, that's not how you redo a mystery. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> like, like that's missing wanted, the point here. Exactly. If you wanted to make it compelling and make it not that like, oh, the real villain shows up randomly at the very last scene, then you need to actually make it so that like, it's just one of the three people that you thought it might have been. <laughs> like, I know it's weird because they're high school students. But that's not, like, like in that case, maybe age everybody up. Maybe make, like, four characters who are, like, college students or something. Mm -hmm. She's at a college now, so they're all, like, 21 years old. And, uh, yeah, they murdered somebody. <laughs> or one of them murdered somebody. But you don't, you don't just be like, here's a random adult. He's not suspicious at all. And then it's like, cool, now I'm going to go through yeah. the motions of figuring out dirt on all of these other people, only for it to be the new character you introduced solely for the purpose of making him the murderer. Hi there, so how long have you been evil? <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that that's that's my example of, and I've, I've, I've played this game a couple of times, um, you know, it's I, and I definitely played it all the way through, so I feel like I can like more definitively say this was a major miss as a remake. <laughs> Fucking sounds like it. Yeah. I I will probably stream it eventually. Yes. Womp womp. Just just so y'all can see and y'all can y'all can see the extremely obvious bad guy. I'm I'm imagining he's got like the twirly mustache <laughs> and he's like waxing it to a fine point going, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. Oh, and hilariously, actually, they don't even have him in the, like, character bios section of the game <laughs> Oh. for the remaster. They're That's just, hilarious. they're just like, oh, uh, ignore him. <laughs> like, yes, he's a new character, but uh, don't worry about it. It's like, huh, okay, sure. Oh, Let's man. See. Secrets can kill remastered. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah, and I, I genuinely I don't know why it's called remastered unless, yeah, that seems like another blurred line, honestly, because they literally like added new characters and changed a lot of like a lot of the script is one to one from the original, but like mm -hmm. they had to reanimate a bunch of three D characters and redo a bunch of sets, so it's just kind of like I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I, I've noticed that that blurred line, like it was I mentioned at the start of the cast, is kind of like. Mm -hmm. Outside of even just like on an individual like end user gamer level, it can be still blurry for devs. Like I, w I was looking into it before the start of the cast, and apparently the developers of the Crash Insane trilogy call it a quote unquote remastered plus, 
because they use the original oh. level geometry code. And like, I don't uh -huh. care if you use the original level geometry. This is still a remake. These are entirely new assets built from the ground up. This is not the original yeah. engine. This is not the original art design. This is not the original graphics. This is not the original music. This is not the original voice acting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's, it's, it's a remake. It's a trilogy of remakes. It's the same thing with, like, the Spyro uh, Reignited Collection. Those are remakes. Mm. Yes. They're not yes. remasters. It's not... Yes. Same thing with Medieval on... Medi it, it can still be a one-to-one -one remake, where it is mm -hmm. functionally the same game, just on newer hardware. Yeah. But it's, it's not... It's not the original assets. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like... I feel like... If if you are wholesale making original like like remaking assets, that is officially outside of a remaster territory. Yeah. If you're just if you're just taking textures and bumping them up to, you know, like 1024 or whatever from like 256, like that's that's fine. Then you could say I'm I'm not discrediting that it's not work. Like it is hard work, but it's not yes. the level of work of we literally rebuilt the entire level as like you know, all new, brand new, uh, you know, 3D models and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway. So, Lee, Lee, why, what is your least favorite remake and why is it Final Fantasy VII? Well, <laughs> you know, to, uh, to the surprise of no one. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Namora. <laughs> I, I am so angry at Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Oh. I uh like it's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre level of anger, but how can something like that be so inappropriately advertised? Yeah, because it's not a fucking remake. It's not a remake. It is dead ass a sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And No, no spoilers, I, by the way. I <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like Look, I, I've, I've given out about this thing a few times on the podcast already, so I'm not going to retread all of my ground with it. But at the end of the day, it is advertised as a remake in the fucking title, and it is not a remake. When they first advertise, when they first show the, the stinger, the first commercial, they show the iconic shot of the train pulling into, into the power station. They show Cloud and Barrett walking through the crowd, and it says Final Fantasy VII remake they put the fucking word on the advertisement they put the and word in then, the fucking title and you give me time ghosts you <laughs> give me the first seven or eight hour section of the game stretched merciful mercilessly out into like fuck it how many hours is that playthrough 40 to 50 fuck it, 40 yeah Oh Look, my god. You love then, time ghosts. And then, <laughs> fuck off. And oh, and don't get me started on Sephiroth. No. And oh. You yeah. can't you can't take a portion of your source material and turn it into this fever dream fan fiction. With, with, and with copious fan service remake on it yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's it's, it's it, it fails on a fundamental level 
it is it is straight up false advertisement. I'm sorry. And and the fact that a fair I'm not amount... trying to clutch my pearls over it. No, no, it, 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 it is one hundred percent it is one hundred percent false advertising. I think even yes. its defenders can agree that it's fucking false advertising. Yes, uh, absolutely. Because, I never played it. Oh well again it's, it, it it's... handles pretty damn good. I like the combat system. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I I dug it actually. I dug the combat system. Um, it's just the pacing is abysmal. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's the fact that it's trying to masquerade as a remake that truly just makes it dreadful. Like, yeah, yeah. It's visually stunning. Visually soundtrack, stunning. Un- unbelievable soundtrack. Some of the character ups are strong. Some of the oh, some of the characters Tifa were, were thrown Barry. into the Look, the dumpster. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, like, no, my, my, my worst is also Final Fantasy VII Remake, and, like, a lot of it, what Lee said, is, is my oh sentiments geez. as well, except for I don't like the combat, personally. I think it's way too floaty and, in some cases, boring, but, like, one of my biggest complaints about it is just, is Lee briefly touched upon, the way Sephiroth is handled. Oh, God. Because in the original game, Sephiroth is treated basically as the shark from Jaws. The first chunk of the game, which is what this is remaking. Um, there's references to Sephiroth, but you do not see the man. Uh, and you just hear characters discuss him. You have no idea that he is even going to be the main antagonist of the game during this chunk. And then yep. you get to the end of this chunk, and you guys are, like, caught in the security prison, and all of a sudden your cells open up, and like there's, like, ominous music playing, and you start, like, making your way out of the building and you start finding dead bodies everywhere and it's like what the hell is going on and then you get to the president's office and there he is dead impaled with Sephiroth's sword and it's like what the fuck is happening and this is after you do eventually escape the city uh you still don't even know what the fuck Sephiroth is, right? And you get this little flashback, which kind of shows him... You don't want to fuck with him. Which shows him as, like... It's from Cloud's perspective from when he's a rookie, and he's basically, like, super god, effectively one-shotting all sorts of shit. And you get to this swamp area, and there's this super fucking difficult enemy there that can and will one-shot at this point in the game, unless you've, like, gone out of your way to fucking grind, like, whoa, and, and super uber prepare. But the idea is supposed to be, you're supposed to find a chocobo, which will allow you to traverse the swamp without getting attacked by the monster. And when you get to the other side of the swamp, it cuts to an IGC, and you find another of that monster dead and impaled on a fucking stalactite, implying that Sephiroth effortlessly killed this fucking thing. Right? And it's terrifying it's setting this guy up to be super fucking menacing now for the remake the devs acknowledged that the original game treated him like the shark from jaws Mm -hmm. but they go oh well that wouldn't work now because people know who sephiroth is and it's like my dudes the whole point of a remake is to like like potentially get in a new audience so like anybody who's never played ff7 before has no idea who the fuck Sephiroth is. They probably know mm-hmm. about him through pop mm-hmm. culture or through like one winged angel being yeah, a big, you know, through Smash Bros, like through Osmosis and, and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, Hearts. Uh, but they don't, they don't know him. They don't know why he's such a big deal. 
So the way the remake handles him is basically Pyramid Head from Silent Hill Homecoming turned up to 11. It is nothing but gratuitous <laughs> fan service where he just pops up constantly and is like winking and nudging the cameras like, hey guys, I'm Sephiroth. Hey, how's it going? I'm going to be cryptic and say all this weird shit. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the, it's the uh, Darth Vader showing up in Rogue One. I know what that is. I clapped because it was familiar moments. And it, is, it just is so offensively handled. On, on top of like the fact that again it is not a remake it is a fucking meta sequel to final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. it is so offensively handled in just just trying to squeeze out fan service of like oh god you know we, we, we know you want to see sephiroth so here's sephiroth non-stop constantly mm-hmm. enjoying well, and, and it I'm... sucks any mystery and fear that the villain mm-hmm. may fucking have well, and I, I feel like some of the efforts that they made to give us more of that, um, more of that character presence, because I feel like that's what it was. They're like, okay, we know Sephiroth mm-hmm. is this established thing. Let's give him to you. They mm-hmm. tried to do that with a lot of other characters. And I think across the board, for the most part, big fucking asterisk, mm-hmm. it was done successfully so. You know, there's a lot of things they did right. The boss fight with Reno in the church. Reno in the game is a very very simple boss he has a he has the stun baton hit he's got like a ranged attack and then he puts pyramid on one of your characters in this he's a three-stage boss fight with fucking like laser orbs and shit and i'm like yo let's go rude gets his own solo boss fight with like cute little gimmicks put in if he won't hurt tiffa because he has a crush on her it's like this is great mm-hmm. these little fleshed out moments of like we're gonna take a boss fight that was too simple back then and expand it into something more cool but you don't need to change the narrative fabric of the already established story if they wanted to stick to this idea of keeping it as like a multi-episode installment thing you can and here's how three episodes acts one two and three first one final boss is rufus second one final boss is jenova Third, Sephiroth. Cut and fucking print. Yeah. You build up to him and still keep him as a menacing antagonist. Like, it's... The shark from Jaws tactic of less is more still works in modern day because mm-hmm. it's fucking building something up to be terrifying. I I gave out about it in the fucking top antagonist lists and I'll do it again. Say what you will. Ansem in Kingdom Hearts 1 is the shit. Yeah. You just get little bits of lore about him sprinkled out, and you're like, yo, this Ansem dude sounds like a big deal. And then, yeah. oh, fuck, he's the final boss? What? And he just pops up in the last, like, hour of story load, of storyline and kicks the shit out of you. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I'm so angry at this fucking game. So what is your least favorite remake, Ren? Uh, Please say Final say... Fantasy VII so I can just I... start up again. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I'm gonna have you start up again. <laughs> no, I've never played the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, I lucky. own it. Have I haven't thought about actually playing it? I don't think I ever will. Good. Um, not not because of what you guys just said. I just don't feel like I I would ever play the remake. Um, I haven't really played too many remakes. Uh, but I, it's just me. I just found uh, Tomb Raider 2013 very easy, even on the highest difficulty. 
I just did not like mm. that. And that, that also ties into, I guess, the okay. reinterpretation reboot stuff, but still, yeah. you know, it's yeah, a fair even, argument. That's yeah, true. even though I went through, uh, I even did my own challenge run with um, you did. no no handguns, no no extra yeah, stuff. Red, red like went bow only. Weapons. Yeah, um, if there was like scripted events where, you know, you obviously had to use the gun, but everything else was just uh, bow and arrow, melee weapon. Um, I just found it relatively way too easy. And I even did the same thing with uh, Rise, and I did somewhat struggle on that one a little bit at the end. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I never did go back to completing it, just because I kind of gave up on it, because of the same thing. Um, Mm. It was a little bit too easy for me. Mm. Yeah. I guess one more other shitty remake I can kind of briefly talk about, or at least disappointing remake, is Turtles in Time Reshell, which is the oft-forgotten about, uh, 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 yeah, it it was a, uh, for those unaware, Konami made a banger arcade beat-em-up of TMNT in the, like, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, it was a banger. Uh, they then brought it to the Super Nintendo, and even though it lost four-player co-op, they took the time to make it even more of a banger. Uh, and mm-hmm. then, of course, as, as rights go, uh, Konami lost the rights to the TMNT franchise, and they bounced around. They eventually went over to Ubisoft, and somehow Ubisoft was able to get the green light to remake Turtles in Time as a downloadable game for Xbox Live and PSN. I don't know if there was a PC version. Uh, it uses this 2.5D art style that isn't very good. It's it's serviceable looking, but it's not. It loses a lot of that charm, and they based it upon the arcade version of the game, which, as I mentioned, the Super Nintendo version is kind of the superior version with its level design and bosses. Like, sure, it lacks the four-player co-op, but it is the superior product and just. Overall, it feels like a, a soulless, passionless, uglier version of a, a, a banger of a game. And it's delisted now, so nobody gets to fucking play it ever, unless you fucking <laughs> emulate it. You can't, you can't do it, unless you already own it, because, because licensed games are hell. So why, why is there... Why do you guys think there's this nebulous misinterpretation or 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 why 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 is there this confusion on what constitutes as a remake versus a remaster versus a reinterpretation versus a reboot versus all sorts of fun shit uh i would i would say maybe the way things are packaged and advertised i was just about yeah. to say my answer is marketing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah marketing marketing I marketing plays a remake i yeah. think they want to i think that companies are wanting to hit the buzzwords that they know are going to generate the most attention mm-hmm. remaster is probably shown to get a lot less traction than remake okay because remake the 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 phrasing of it it kind of evokes this certain special feeling like mm-hmm. it hits the nostalgia really well sure mm-hmm. remake yeah. is like oh it's not just going to be that thing from years ago that i used to really like it's going to be like yeah. You know, completely from the ground up, the the and, new hotness again. Yeah, and to that point, I feel like remaster on the on the flip side of that coin, it's like this is exactly the game you know and love. Mm-hmm. No bells and no extra bells and whistles. 
This is just, hey, we're making it prettier and able to run on the new machine. And that's, I feel like the, the, you know, even if, even if they do say like, oh, we've, you know, like we've added a bunch of things. I, I feel like there, you know, there has been so much like bad taste in people's mouths over remakes that do that kind of thing where they, yeah. they update in bad faith or they update just to, just to update, just to modernize. And it, you know, loses the, you know, like, I mean, like with Tomb Raider making things too easy or with the, um, uh, the, God, the one James mentioned earlier where it's just like, oh, because of the new, uh, the Metal new Gear. mechanics. Yeah, Metal Gear, it's like the new mechanics just trivialize everything about the game. Like all of the all of the challenges just excised from it. Um yeah, I I I feel like for those reasons maybe people people say like remasters like the safe one to say. That's yeah, that's Remake's a good like way to look at it. Remakes like spicy one, but also like, ooh, you're getting more bang for your bucks. So pay us more money. I was yeah. yeah, that's wow. that's a really good way to put it. Like a remaster is going to come across to some people as like, well, why would I want to buy that? I've already yeah. got it. I I Where, like my favorites have all been, you know, uh, my favorite games have all been lucky enough to get remasters. Beautiful. You know, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, StarCraft, Kingdom Hearts 2 got Final Mix. Like, they've all gotten these updates that I, I was I happily would or have throw money at just to get the same game again. Give whereas, me like, Final Hill 1. Basically. Yeah, like, whereas remakes, I start off with this bit of, like, apprehension. Yes. And... I've already kind of created some, uh, to be fair, like, you know, criticism about mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. which, you know, maybe I'm not their target audience because I'm a filthy casual, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm much more likely to jump at a remaster than a remake. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. part of the issue, too, potentially stems from the film industry and how less it, 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 it makes basically mm -hmm. like video games difficult more difficult to quantify in terms of like a remake because mm -hmm. the fact that like when a film is remade it's 100 clear cut right it's like uh -huh. different cast usually a different crew i think there's only a handful of instances where a film is remade and it retains the same crew or maybe even the same cast i can only think of like a couple examples off the top of my head right and in mm -hmm. most instances outside of Psycho and maybe one or two other instances, a, a, a film remake generally isn't like a direct one-to-one -one remake, right? Mm -hmm. Where, uh, and, and f as we've all always seen throughout the, the history of this medium of video games, uh, video games are constantly compared to cinema, Cinema's is been around longer and it's considered like a form of art and there's this gold mm -hmm. standard with cinema whereas video games are seen as like lesser tier to an extent mm -hmm. and a lot of mm -hmm. people still think it's just a child's a lower thing, form of a art, lower form yeah. of art you have people who even mm -hmm. re refuse to acknowledge that games can be art you have parents yeah. who lose their shit whenever there is a violent video game because how dare there be something violent for a kid mm -hmm. um can that be entertaining yeah so i, now I shut I, up i'm trying to watch goodfellas yeah i i think <laughs> so i think part of that like cultural zeitgeist or whatever the fuck you want to call it like in terms of mm -hmm. cinema has seeped into video games that especially when you see like a a remake that is a one-to-one -one remake of the original game, like Shadow of the Colossus on PS4, that 
the or Demon Souls on PS5 that people take a look at it and go, oh, it's a remaster as opposed to a remake because it's built from the ground up for new hardware, which makes it a remake. It has new assets. Even if it uses the original source code and, and, and like, if it has new assets, like, it's, it's a remake. Sorry. But, like, that's, that's kind of, like, how I see it. It's just, I think there's just this general misconception stemming from outside things because we as a society are not necessarily strictly used to direct one-to-one remakes and video mm-hmm. games are a comparatively new media that's still kind of struggling to find acceptance especially since everybody keeps blaming video games for all the problems in the world yeah which yeah which sucks because it's like it's been long enough you would it's, think that... it's it's been long enough but yeah. like yeah. You, you still uh, get you still get idiots like there's this yeah. is years and years ago where you know because again whenever whenever there's a national tragedy they try to link it to a video game and i still distinctly yeah. remember there was one mass shooting that the news media tried to equate and blame on dark souls 2 which uh-huh. is like why Okay. I mean, Dark oh, they, Souls Two has made people want to commit homicide. I'm sure. Sure, <laughs> but like they, they were like again, like I, again personally, like to go semi off topic. I'm I'm of the mindset that I do not believe media influences one's actions, and if they do, that says more about the individual as opposed to the the media that they consumed or the people who created that media in general. But at the very least, like when somebody tries to say blame Doom for something i can maybe kind of see where they're coming from because they're it's a game about shooting stuff not but when it's something like dark souls 2 as swords and sorcery and fighting skeletons i'm like bro what 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 gonna wake up and say buenos dias fuck boy basically buenos dias fuck boy but yeah i i think it's it's just our society just we haven't accepted and it's especially like again film remasters like it's it's very clear cut like it's yes. just on blu-ray as opposed widescreen, to widescreen 4K. widescreen 4k uh criterion collection criterion, yeah, criterion collection all sorts yeah. of fun stuff uh mm-hmm. you know restored from the original negative uh the- whereas video games it's 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 trickier well, the the, yes. the curious thing with film remakes that I, I chatted very briefly with Saber about this before we started. Um, the curious thing here is that I find with video game remakes, the more faithful you are to the source material down to the metic- meticulous details and not changing the fabric of it, the better it is. Yeah. Film remakes need mm-hmm. to be willing to take chances. In my opinion, like film remakes to me need to keep the spirit of the original but i think are almost in a way encouraged to do something different or daring so like um the thing john carpenter is a remake of thing from another world from the 50s but Mm -hmm. even though the major plot beats are the same the setting is the same the story is the same carpenter went okay fuck it we're not gonna uh, we're, we're gonna really flex the creature effects on this thing and make it this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. now even still groundbreaking fucking visual feast yeah absolutely. or 
like um even the weird like westernization of certain remakes like there was the big wave of things for a while especially in horror where it's like uh westernizing eastern horror so we had the ring grudge dark water pulse all these movies and i think those kind of got clumped into this viewpoint of like oh these are just like cheap money grabs from you know for western audiences but okay. at the same time, I think one of the greatest remakes slash reimaginings of all time is the original Magnificent Seven, mm. which is a remake of Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's willing to throw the dice and do something totally different. Like, I, you know how they're like when you're talking about uh, media, you can make a different differentiation between like best and favorite like oh you know this this game is my favorite of all time but like it's nowhere near the best ever made seven samurai i think might be the best film ever made i i think it's a i think it's an absolute masterpiece and then for them to go hey let's do the exact same film almost beat for beat but it's cowboys Mm-hmm. You're gonna go. Oh, that's a train wreck waiting to happen. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It works. It's fucking great. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or a or a reimagining that just it just wants to go balls to the wall, like Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Or uh, you know, one one of the other classic examples uh, that nobody really ever thinks about in regards to remakes, uh, Scarface. You have the original movie, which is a oh, 1930s, typical 1930s gangster film about, I believe, the Italian mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, you have a 1980s remake that sets it in modern day and is instead about, like, uh, Cuban mobsters in Florida. And it completely, like, reimagines the general setting, but still keeps the, the same basic themes and the same basic uh, plot beats and, and, and ending and, and everything like that about organized crime. I didn't realize that was a remake. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people don't necessarily think of Scarface as a remake, and a lot same thing with the Thing. Sometimes they like usually when people go the Thing remake, they think the 2011 film because it's a <laughs> it's a prequel remake where it's the same fucking movie, but it's basically a prequel to the Carpenter film. But like nah, the that. Carpenter film is <laughs> a remake of a 1950s horror movie, which in turn is based off of a 1930s novella. It's it's you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's like I think like the Evil Dead. I remember seeing the remake, but I've never seen the original. Mm. And that, that that also falls into that weird nebulous category where it's a remake, but it's simultaneously set in the same canon. So it's yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a remake, as as yeah. as the kids like to call it. <laughs> Wasn't that Fuck the those scream? Kids. The yeah, scream it's, it's scream, yeah. Or whatever? yeah. The scream used remake wool. I I want to say that I've heard they... the term remake wool on half in the bag years ago. Because mm-hmm. I know they yeah, also so... called like one thing a sequel reboot, a C boot. Like they're like yes. just pulling shit out of their asses. So it's yeah. entirely mm-hmm. possible they coined it first, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I've only heard that term through Scream Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Which, I don't you know, know. It's probably just probably just ripping on the, the you know, the, the cultural terms or or lack thereof for that kind of yeah that kind of yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, so I guess I got two questions for, for, for the lot of us. 
What mm -hmm. video game remake are you looking forward to the most, if any? And then mm -hmm. what video game do you want to see remade or remastered mm -hmm. slash ported? I've I've Ooh. got mine ready to lock and load. So Me I'm too. Gonna, I'm a fire uh, from the. Well, hip I, ha here. I have I have the first question ready. I'll, I need to think about the next one. But go go off, Lee. I okay remake. I'm looking forward to fucking System Shock. Ooh. Hey. That, that comes out I in a couple think, weeks. I yeah, I think that's got the potential to slap. I backed that I, on Kickstarter I, I, like yeah. eight years ago. I'm I'm not getting my hopes up, but it kind of has that effect of like you know how we were talking about the way we wished Sephiroth was handled, like a whole new generation of gamers who get to witness Sephiroth, a whole new generation of gamers who get to fuck with Shodan. Yeah, Glados oh, is more oh. menacing older sister. Showed in the original saucy AI. Oh my god, I love her. It's I gonna be great. Wait for a whole new generation of people to be tormented by her. It's gonna be so great. System yeah. Shock is the one I'm looking forward to. A video game I would want uh to be remade. Okay. I am a big fan of the era of early first person shooters. Of like the, the you know the great id era quake yeah. doom to hell on earth i want a fucking remake of Ooh. hexen oh there you go hexen was a first person shooter that took place in like a fantasy medieval realm it was a first person shooter with classes it had an rpg kind of system to it where you could be the uh the warrior the cleric or the mage and they all had different weapons they all had different uh stats and items they were able to utilize to like play with the environment um it is a very it's a very janky playthrough in that it was over reliant on like gathering keys for hidden doors Oh, and yes, like, as it's, was it's the style at the time. Very, mm -hmm. yeah, very frustrating. Like, I, I remember I got really frustrated first playing Hexen as a kid when, like, I picked up a, a key that was, like, shaped like, you know, a, a golden dragon or some shit. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And it said, one of eight found. And I'm oh, like, no. oh, <laughs> Christ. Um, and I, like, I would have given up on it if, like, the weapons weren't so fucking cool. Like, I always played Cleric. If I'm playing an RPG and there's, like, the Holy Warrior, yeah. I, I'm always going that. And yeah, Cleric's dude. ultimate weapon is a scepter that releases the screaming souls of the damned and they fly oh. around the level screeching and swooping like the bats in uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh my god. And this is a fucking shooter from like 95. <laughs> I want that shit remade. That would be dope. Hell yeah. The world needs more Hexen. There you go. That's this is the first I've heard of it. Oh, Hexen. Yeah, I, I, I can't recommend it, honestly, because, again, like that... Woof, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of keys you gotta gather, my boy. But... <laughs> mm. Yes. And, yeah, and that's... Yeah, so one of the... That's one of the things where it's like... And I think James has touched on this before. Um, and especially when we talk about, like, Hollywood remaking movies. Um, and I don't think we've talked about it too much with games, but I think it falls under the same umbrella where it's like, if you have a game that, you know, had a lot of really good ideas, 
but also a lot of jank. Ooh, it'd be great to just like be like, yeah, let's let's redo that. Let's take that. Let's take those good ideas and make the rest of it good too. Exactly. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, taking yeah, yeah. something that has potential. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's if it's a good piece of coal. And you just got to apply enough heat and pressure to make it a diamond. Yes. There you go. Oof, or, yeah. you know, why not remake Corpse Party for the eighth time? <laughs> there we go. There we oh, go. Oh, I'm sorry. How rude of me. Reimagine Corpse Party <laughs> for Butter the up that pooper. time. <laughs> Butter up that pooper indeed, Red Fuck <laughs> Makoto K. Dwan. I hate him. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Um... Okay, so, to nobody's surprise, the remake I am most excited for is the somewhat recently announced remake for Riven. The sequel oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they announced it, I think, about a year after the Mist, the Mist remake came out. And uh, I think, and don't quote me on this because I actually haven't done any research on it, um, this might be the first Riven remake. Um, I don't actually know, because I know Mist has gotten ported a shit ton. Uh, but I don't know how many ports Riven has gotten at all. Um, if any. So, it, from, just from a cursory glance at their wiki, it does not look like it. Oh. Yeah, the the most the most recent update on the wiki is just hey, there's a planned remake and that was announced in 2022. <laughs> so yeah, that's my excitement. Um, and then as far as like things like a game I would love to see remade, that's a really tough one because like I feel like I have franchises where I'm like I want I want to go back to that franchise. Like I was thinking, I was trying to think of like um there the adventure company used to be a um it was a game company that used to make adventure games. Specifically they were making a lot of um Sherlock Holmes games. Mm-hmm. Um and like they they died as a company and so you know we're never gonna see another adventure company game again. But uh I I wish we had more Hercule Poirot games. I feel mm-hmm. like there's like I feel That's like there's untapped, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's so much potential there. And it's just it's just like, you know, I, I you know, I, I feel like they're not as easy as the Sherlock Holmes games, perhaps, because Holmes and his stories are public domain. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know about Agatha Christie's stuff. I don't think she is, but um but regardless to say, I, like I just I, I want I want that. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think be, that's... that'd be a really cool market to hit more. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think getting and maybe maybe even digging into some of the point and clicks that I really like, getting into just like I don't know, just port just making them for new hardware so that I can play them without having to emulate or something. Well, and the timing cool. for this is right too because the the film adaptations have been received very well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, Orient Express yes. and Nile. Absolutely. And then Glass Onion is fucking huge and, you know, Knives Out and you know, it's a good time for hitting that that gaming market because yes. a lot of film attention's on it and being well received. So, yeah, hell yeah. What about uh, what about you, Rutsi? What about what, the Rent Man? Yeah, what, are, what about the Rent Man? The most generic answer for the remake that I'm looking forward to, which is the Green Jacket Man Adventures of Silent Hill Two. Oh, 
<laughs> I, I'm really curious to see how that turns out. That that is that's exactly why. Like I'm, I'm anticipating it, but I'm also like not putting my hopes up that it would be you know, like a really good. Yeah. But um still I'm gonna give it a shot and see what happens with that. I'm hoping uh I could get over the uh combat roles because I'm not a I wasn't a big fan of it in uh, Homecoming from what I played. You love combat rolling. Right. Just just combat roll away trauma. from the combat rolls. Yeah. I would like to out combat roll the nightmares. Yeah. They're okay. gonna just come back. So, uh question number two. I would love to see SMT four ported over to ooh, uh, yeah. modern Yeah. I would also add Apocalypse as well in there. I mean it's a sequel in a way right? yeah 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 so i would love to see that ported over at least to more modern consoles i do own the game on 3ds however i can't find it <laughs> womp, womp. yeah i mean I can't, I can't find it i I would love to see the entire shin megami tensei franchise ported over to modern hardware or even localized yeah. for example yeah especially with like persona 1 and 2 as well oh yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, outside of System Shock, which I mentioned I backed on Kickstarter, uh, my most anticipated video game remake comes with a giant fucking asterisk. And the reason for this is because it was, it was announced way too early. I, I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. I know I've mentioned it on a stream before, but like, mm. I, I don't like the trend of announcing a game like right as it enters pre-production or like the planning stages like if your game is not coming out within six to 12 months maybe 18 months at the earliest like from your announcement date i don't really want to hear about it i don't mm -hmm. care yeah i'm like tired kingdom of this three. kingdom hearts 3 final fantasy 7 uh, uh fucking duke nukem forever fucking last guardian like i i don't care about this endless circle jerk of just we announce the game and then it comes out like seven eight nine ten years later right yeah so this has a giant asterisk because of it because it's technically probably not going to be coming out until 2022 2024 or 2025 and i think it was announced in like 2022 and that is the remakes of max Payne and max Payne 2 the fall of max Payne. Nice. Uh, this is news to me yeah this oh, wow. uh, yeah it's hot it, off the press right yeah, here on the Google they're cast. they're being remade by remedy Whoa. uh so like it's the original devs and sam lake is still involved as far as i know they're they're bringing back uh james mccaffrey to voice max again uh Ooh. i love max Payne one and max Payne two i'm actually currently going through the original max Payne on my channel uh, and i'm probably gonna immediately follow that up with two and then three i love the entire trilogy uh so to see the original two games updated with like modern mechanics is potentially really exciting. Uh, especially since Remedy is kind of a banger of a dev. I I've always really loved their work ever since the original Max Payne. So this could be fairly exciting. In terms of uh, something I would love to see remade or ported uh, or remastered, um 
I mean, I briefly mentioned Shin Megami Tensei, and if I was going to pick one of those, it would be Strange Journeys, since that's my favorite Shin Megami Tensei game. And then there's the obvious answers, of course, that constantly get spattered around throughout the survival horror circuit of, like, you know, bringing Silent Hill 1 to modern hardware, Dino mm-hmm. Crisis, Haunting mm-hmm. Ground, Rule of Rose, Dino Tower, crisis. all that fun yeah. shit. But I, I got it. Parasite Eve. But I gotta go with my favorite game of all time, which is Illusion of Gaia, which is trapped on fucking old hardware. I will... It's only available on the Super Nintendo, so unless you have a cartridge, your only way to play the game, it's because, again, it's never been ported to even virtual console, right? Wow. So, my, my, I would settle for a bare-bones collection, or even a bare-bones port of, of Illusion of Gaia, and it's, it's prequel Soul Blazer, and it's sequel to Enigma, or even if it's just a straight, standard, like, hey, we're just throwing the original game up on Steam, give us five bucks. I'll settle for that. I, I just, just want to mm-hmm. see that fucking thing available on, on, on modern hardware, you know? Like, just, I don't want to have to emulate it or bust out my Super Nintendo. Like, there's constant other stuff, of course, like, that I constantly see getting spouted out, like, people want to see, like, Metal Gear Solid 1 remade again, or Metal Gear Solid 3 remade, no. and then, like, if, if you're... Code Veronica is a great example. That'd I would love to see Code one. Veronica remade. If you're going to remake a Metal Gear game, I would remake Metal Gear 1 or Metal Gear 2, like, the original 1980s games that, that barely anybody's fucking played. Those are, like... God, the please. highest possible <laughs> to remake. Please and, remake fucking Code Veronica. Like, there's, there's all Alexia sorts of... Alexia would look so hot. He, she really would. <laughs> Steve could get a massive blow-up like Carlos, because, I mean, Fuck like... Steve. Look, Steve, Steve's what? trash, but Carlos was also kind of trash in the original game, and Carlos got a fucking massive glow-up, dude, in RE3 I, remake. I just, just want to hear the incest giggler laugh again. <laughs> or you know fucking insist good family name yeah it's it's delightful 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 cheese so before we like fully completely wrap up on the topic let's discuss since the three of the four of us have kind of played it at least briefly uh resident evil 4 remake and i do want to disclose the fact that I am part of the Capcom Creators program and I received a free copy of this game for PlayStation 5. I did buy it myself as well because I didn't know if I was going to get my, myself a free code. And also, Jer, God bless him, a friend of the Gooncast, also sent me the PC version. Uh, and I've probably sunk about 90 or so hours into this game since it came out. Between the PS4 version, PS5 version, and Mercenaries mode. And I know Lee... I did give you a copy, and, and you haven't you haven't touched it just yet, and and you did mention that uh, uh, you will play it, and that it's okay if we discuss spoilers and stuff like that. Uh, but what are you what what are your thoughts on RE Four remake, and and did you play the original, and and all that fun stuff? So I guess we can start with with our special guest Renzi. What did Me. you think of RE Four remake? Yeah. 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 It needed. It needed more Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. 
Actually, I did enjoy a few sections of it. I did not like uh, spoilers. Uh, the Ashley sections. Yes. <laughs> where you oh. cannot have her hide anywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that really. Uh, I really missed that from the original. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm in full agreement there. I think uh, Ashley was downgrade. Like her, I suppose narratively, her character is maybe stronger, kind of, sort of, maybe. But like mechanically, it, it creates uh, a far more frustrating experience. Mm-hmm. I so the, I. I've I've complained at length to you, James, about this because I have. I, I am somebody who has never I've not played Resident Evil Four the original ever. Um, so the remake was my first experience with the story, and I'm I mostly dug like what was happening. But I I told James and I told a bunch of other people that if the if the core concept of Ashley's design philosophy was not to make me absolutely fucking hate her then they utterly failed. <laughs> because I just hated her. And yeah, He's really Renzi, annoying I, in the remake. I hated yeah. every section with her because I was just constantly like... Like, literally, I died... I, I didn't die... I barely died at all in the, like, Leon-only sections. I died hmm. so many times in the sections with her, and most of the time it was because... She got grabbed by an enemy and carted away while I was getting overwhelmed. Or she got grabbed and I accidentally shot her in the face. Or she got hit by fire like twice in a row and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I couldn't get her up in between the, the the hits. It was like it was a bunch of like bullshit that was just arbitrary. Like, nope, your game's over now. It wasn't. It wasn't that I had. It, you know, because there are there are other games that have had like, oh, you have to rescue your buddy. But if it's done right, it's usually like. You get plenty of advanced warning before the game just says, okay, you didn't save your buddy, you're done. Yeah. But in this one, it's like there's so many instances where it can just get fucked up. And you're just like, I actually, um, uh, uh, you know, mild, mild spoilers for, mild spoilers for Endgame, but there was the, um, the one, like, blue, blue letter quest, the one, like, like, uh, 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 vendor mission. Where uh, you have to go kill one of the um, one of the one of the big big shambly guys that like regenerate doors. Yeah, a regenerate door. Uh, one of the really strong ones in the basement, and um, I missed the locker that I was supposed to shove Ashley into. <laughs> so I I fucking killed that guy with her in tow, and it sucked ass. <laughs> I can only imagine. I, I died literally six times because she would get knocked down by one of its spike blasts, and then I couldn't get anywhere near it, and it would spike blast again and kill her, and I was just like, shit. That's one of the reasons why I haven't really gone back to the game either. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm, I'm dreading the Ashley section, so I'll get to, yeah. like, a bit before that, and then I just stop playing. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like, I was really digging the first, like, five chapters i think when it's just mm. you solo that was that was fun i liked it yeah and then i picked up ashley oh also i will say that there is a buddy ai in the game um that is actually competent Luis. yeah Luis. Luis. and he is he is in he's in one chapter as like your one your one buddy for that chapter um chapter 11 and i was just like 
as soon as we started, like, you know, doing the chapter, I texted James. I was like, okay, I really like Louise. And then, like, an hour later, I was just like, Louise, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I will say that the way he was handled actually made me kind of, like, eager for a Resident Evil 5 remake. Because like okay. you know, I I know that I know that you know I've played it I've played it countless times with with James in co-op and it's a fucking blast in co-op, but apparently and I've only mildly experienced firsthand, the fucking buddy AI in Resident Evil Five sucks ass. It's oh, it's it's, it's, it's fucking it's terrible. Awful. But but if you have Sheva be as competent as Louise was, fucking so. Yeah. Perfection. Yes. Like I'm 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 good. Like let's do it. Let's roll. And I frankly, I miss Sheva. I thought she was a great character. No, she's great. Oh, mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. I would love to have her in another in a in a mainline Resident Evil game. And if we yeah. get an RE five remake, that means we get a remade version of Wesker's boss gauntlet. Yeah. Which fucking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Global saturation. Yes. Like I'm, Saturate I'm these so nuts. ready. <laughs> I yeah, I think I think that would be pretty cool. Um, so for me, yeah, James. Yeah, uh, I've spent Resident Evil Four is is like easily the original, uh, one of my top five Resident Evil games of all time. Uh, I've sure there are elements of it that are a little dated uh mechanically and and maybe even thematically or, or whatnot uh like you can't move and shoot but like one of the things about the original resident evil 4 is the game is de designed around that so like it doesn't feel even though there's like an overwhelming amount of enemies right mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. the game does not feel unfair because enemies are a bit they're, they're more aggressive right. than your standard like resident evil zombies and like it's kind of like how resident evil 5 because like again the game mm -hmm. is mostly designed around the fact that you cannot move and shoot right mm -hmm. so it's like it it doesn't feel completely bullshit when you get hit it's maybe mm -hmm. your situational situational awareness wasn't at like the top game or whatever but like enemies aren't super mm -hmm. super aggressive and i feel as though with Remake 4, they kind of fucked with it a little too much, where they, they've yeah. done this thing where enemies are super, 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 super fucking far more aggressive than they've ever been, because you can mm -hmm. really shoot simultaneously. But they've also made it... They feel a little spongier than they did in the original, where like it feels like they take more damage before they go down. Yeah, And they also fucked with the the... the bullet economy so i i feel like i'm constantly struggling for ammo i noticed and, that too yeah mm -hmm. and since like in ogre4 there's no knife durability so at the very least if you run out of ammo you always have that old reliable knife it yeah. might not be the mm -hmm. best but you can conserve ammo effectively by yeah. yeah knocking an enemy down and then slashing them to death or and, and frankly that, that to me feels more that feels more like the point. Yes. As opposed to, like, it's not... To me, the Resident Evil games aren't real... At, at least since, like... Since 2. They don't really feel like they're supposed to be survival horror. It's not like I'm supposed to be counting bullets and, like, scrounging by. 
It's like they, they, hey, they definitely have a tendency of going into action schlock. Yes, exactly. And I'm fine with that as long as you don't as long as you don't try to couple the two where you're like, ooh, you gotta scrounge your bullets, but also here's an enemy that takes eight thousand bullets to kill. Yeah, but like, like uh... it, it's 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 a delicate balance because like e even in the like yeah. say the older Resident Evil games, right? Where like mm -hmm. It is more you have to conserve your ammo. Ideally, you should be maybe running past enemies, at least until you're more familiar with stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the enemy, like, there's not an overwhelming amount of enemies, and there's still just enough ammo for you to skirt by. Yeah. Whereas in RE4 Remake, I always felt as if I was constantly underprepared for every situation through mm -hmm. no fault of my own. Yes. Yeah, like the, there yeah. were even there was even one instance too where it was like this elevator fight, which again, you know, like mm -hmm. part where you're supposed to go up on the elevator. I don't think this was my first playthrough. It might have been on one of my replays, where I ran out of ammo and my knife was broken, so I had no oh. means to defend myself. And it's just you might as well just give me a game over at this point. And it it feels yeah. frustrating because it's I, just like. I never yeah. get what I want, and I never, like, yeah. RE4 mm -hmm. original had adaptive difficulties, so if you were doing really, really, really well, you might get less ammo, mm -hmm. but if you started, like, maybe dying once, you'd get more ammo. But even yes. if you were doing really, mm -hmm. really, really well, and you never fucking died, you still generally had enough ammo to get through almost every single situation, unless you really, really could not aim for shit. Or you were just like, I'm going to run past every single pickup, or I'm going to intentionally miss every single shot just for the lulls. Mm -hmm. Whereas in RE4 Remake, it just no. felt far more frustrating, and it felt like the iframes were fucked up, because in RE4 and RE5, if I like jump off of a ledge and an enemy swings, I like I don't get hit. Yeah. Whereas in yeah. RE4 Remake, I jump off a ledge and an enemy swings, and I still get hit. And I think also because of the additional aggression, there's, like, far more instances of getting, like, stunlocked by enemies, which didn't... Yes. It, it never really oh, happens terrible. to me all that much in LGRE4. Oh. Yeah, I got stunlocked so many times. Like, God, that, that, like, final... One of the final areas in the, um, on the island... Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, where basically you, you have to, like, pull two levers to open a, open a gate to get through. I was just, like, I got it at one point I got stuck on a ladder because somebody threw a Molotov at me and I couldn't let go of the ladder and I was just like taking damage constantly yeah and I burned to death because Beautiful. like because <laughs> the game wouldn't let me release the ladder but also like I was on fire it also yeah. just allowed me to get on fire on the ladder and I was just like hey guys maybe don't <laughs> yeah like I, I mm -hmm. definitely don't dislike the game and I, mm -hmm. I definitely think it may be one of the like it's probably in my top 10 resident evil games right maybe I, I gotta think about it more but like in terms of like does it surpass the original for me and it's it's a very very easy answer no like there there's some moments that i think were like had substantial glow up and and were mm -hmm. were really effective i like the the mine stronger the, well the minecart <laughs> section for i fucking yes. love that section it's great yes. Uh, yes. the the the, uh, the music in that scene slaps chap chapter real fucking hard. Is my favorite chapter of it's, the game. It's so good. And I was I was shocked when James told me that uh, Lewis isn't in 
Like, like yeah, he dies he... way earlier in the original. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way, like, way earlier. But he's so cool and so he's, much fun. He's, <laughs> he's still pretty great in the original, uh, uh, but he's definitely more fleshed out in this game, and, and mm-hmm. they kind of go a little more in-depth. In the original game, he's far more mysterious. Like, you're not... You know he's a researcher for Los Illuminados, but you don't quite exactly know his backstory. There was kind of a running theory that he was maybe ex-Umbrella, but that was never really explicitly said, because one of the, mm-hmm. one of the things with OG RE4 is the story was 100% backseat, because of how much of a development hell that game was. Like, when Shinji Mikami took over the reins of the game, he was just like, we need to fucking nail this gameplay, it doesn't matter what the fucking story is, we'll figure it out as we go. Basically. Because OG RE4, uh, for those who are unaware, would, went through like an insane development hell period where it, uh, I think it was in development for like seven different seven years, and there was like, Four, diff- four or five different completely scrapped versions of the game. Uh, one of which actually was turned into Devil May Cry. Uh, the others... They will cry. Yeah, the others, they were like shown off like as a trailer, but then development wasn't going well, and they just killed the project and started over from scratch. The only thing that was mm-hmm. consistent throughout the entire process was it was going to be set in Europe, and Leon was going to be the protagonist. That's it. And then after like years and years of development, uh, I think Shinji Mikami took over in like 2003. And that was like the final time when it got rebooted. And he's like, no, I need to fucking write this ship. This <laughs> game needs to fucking get out the goddamn door. Mm-hmm. And so it, 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 it's, it's very cheesy and cornball-y and, and, and silly and, and light on its narrative, but, like, it fits the tone. And I do appreciate elements that got upgraded to, like, improve the narrative or add, like, more thematic tissue to Resident Evil 2. Like, there was kind of a running theory that Leon was more quippy in OG RE4 because of, like, PTSD, and that's how he copes with his trauma. And I do appreciate that that's how they're kind of, like, going with RE4 Remake. Or the fact that Leon's knife in RE4 Remake is the knife that Marvin gave him from R- yeah, in nice RE2. Like it's a super nice touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and Luis is 100% now confirmed to be a former Umbrella agent. And, like, this is his redemption, helping Leon and Ashley. It adds a little more weight to his character and more depth. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's neat. Um, yeah. But then there's just other elements that feel a little narratively weaker. Like, one of the things that is iconic about the original game is the fact that the, the main two big antagonists, uh, uh, Ramon Salazar and Osman Sattler, will frequently radio you over your, your, your comm system. Because they, like, when you remember, Cat, when your, your radio system gets cut off and you can't speak to Hunnigan anymore? Uh, that's because of the enemies, and they'd, like, come in on your radio and, like, have a one-on-one conversation with Leon. So it adds more depth and weight to their characters, even if the dialogue is just cheesy action schlock, right? It adds more of a presence to them. And because that was... Yeah, exactly. Like, again, (laughs) the stupid shit of, like, I sent my right hand after you. Your right hand comes off. It's (laughs) dumb, but it adds, like, this level of interaction between the characters. 
And that was sorely missing here. Like, it, Salazar and Sadler both didn't really have much of a presence in this game. Not to mention it even kind of creates a bit of a continuity error in one instance in their attempt of, like, maintaining consistency with the original game, where when Leon gets thrown down the pit, right? In the original game, Leon's thrown down the pit, and he saves himself because he has the super spy gadget grappling hook, and mm -hmm. Salazar is listening in on a thing, and he's like, oh, I haven't heard him hit the ground yet. And Leon, being a cheeky little fuck, shoots the speaker system, which kind of, like, causes a loud noise and annoys Salazar. So we see a scene of him sending his right hand to check on in on Leon. Where in the remake, we don't get any of that. Leon just falls and manages to grab onto a chain and survive. But we don't have any sequence of Salazar realizing that Leon is still alive. So why does Salazar send his right hand down there? Why does he send his goon down there? In the remake, it came like off. it came off, yes. <laughs> like it, it happened in the original, but there's no reason for it in the remake outside of it happened in the original. Yeah, I didn't think about that when I first went through it either. I didn't either, to be honest. I kind of... The the lore I kind of made up in my head was that this is just where that thing lives now. Like, maybe hmm. there's not really, like, you know, maybe it's a little bit out of control, and it's just kind of like, yeah, we're just gonna have it guard this spot. It's just gonna fuck around. <laughs> Do its own thing. Yeah, no, we, we lost out on cheesy one-liners because they cut yes. that stuff, and it's like... Yeah, maybe the villains are technically more realistic and grounded now, but they have less mm -hmm. of a presence. It's it's kind of like yeah. my issue like with, with uh, Resident Evil Village, where Mother Miranda has no fucking presence throughout the entire... Like, she's built up, sure, but then she just kind of pops up at the end of the game and is like, surprise, motherfucker. She doesn't have that, like, tangible relationship that, that uh, Lady Demetresque or, or she Heisenberg. Over, she's not just by the, she's overshadowed by all four of the other motherfuckers. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> even Moreau. Mm -hmm. Oh god. Best boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm true. the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's Shock shocking, but yes. Mm -hmm. I need to go through the game again. And maybe I'll agree. Oh yeah, because you won't you, you only went through it the one time. Yeah. It was a single I think you beat it in one sitting, which is a pretty intense stream. Holy shit! I I did yes. Yeah, Dude, that's nice. awesome. Yeah, but There's yeah, a couple games I've gone through like that too. Yeah, I, I I've had one or two on stream that I did. In fact, my uh my my very first twelve intentional twelve hour stream was for mm -hmm. celebrating a hundred followers, and I did that mm -hmm. with control, and I oh. and I beat I started that game, and I beat that game in one thirteen hour session on stream. Yeah, it was. It was pretty intense. Uh, mm -hmm. I also did that with. Is that, uh, is that plat or uh, just just that, story? No, nah, that was just a first first story playthrough and everything okay, like that. Okay. Uh, so I, I was like, if you got if you got the plat in thirteen hours, nah, and, and yeah. went back and went back and rebeat. Uh, what's his face, Mister Something? Whatever his fucking <laughs> that, name that is. That fucking asshole. That was yeah. like the worst fucking boss fight I've ever had to fucking deal with. Yeah, I would have been like, holy shit, Yeah, James. no, no, it was, this is just base story. Uh, another one that I did... Mr. Tomasi. Yes, oh, Tomasi, Tomasi, yes. Motto. Uh, yes. One, one of the other ones that I did was actually Resident Evil 3 Remake. Lee was there at least at the start of that. I I, mm. I started playing that at midnight from the moment it launched. I, I need to... Mm -hmm. see, the VOD might still be somewhere on my computer. 
and I, if I can mm -hmm. find it, I want to upload it. And in one nine-hour session, I beat that game on hardcore, and I ended at like five, Jesus. six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Jesus it was jam. It was, awesome. it was it was uh, it was an intense ride that was was initially fun until the the various grievances I have with Resident Evil Three Remake popped in, uh, especially in hardcore uh towards the end of the game but it was it was still a fun experience you know staying up till like six mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning beating a fucking brand new game it was neat it feels mm. good crushing that out i i had a spectacular one i did the midnight release for starcraft 2 when that first came out and i did the in-person at best buy lining up like it's for fucking concert tickets and got in there and grabbed the box the physical fucking thing because it was back in the day mm -hmm. rushed home and I booted the campaign and did not stop until 1 p.m. I, so I did that with wow. Operation About Raccoon 13 City. hours, beat the campaign, and oh, I'm just God. like, oh, so mentally and emotionally exhausted. And fuck yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a wild, wild experience and and I, I would love to do it again if I can ever find the time and the game to do so. But, you know, we'll see. Anyways, uh, Rent, what are your three favorite games of all time? Oh, shit. Yeah. They have no order. Uh, I okay. did briefly speak about Conker's Bad Fur Day. Uh, it holds up a lot of sentimental value for me due to uh, a lot of uh, the peeps that I grew up with after school because i lived in an apartment complex so we would go over to either like my house or like another friend's house and after school we'll go over um we'll play the multiplayer till like 10 at night just like monday through friday uh like a couple of us had like our own copy so i had my own copy too i, I don't know i have no idea what happened to it um i did also enjoy replaying the story mode over and over again um it is definitely like one of my favorite games of course um i would say for my second one would be donkey kong country 2 let's go I, I had a bit of a problem with like deciding either that one or dkc1 however i sunk way more hours on dkc2 i love the soundtrack uh dixie kong is my favorite kong i hate uh, Kitty Kong and DKC3, so that is not Kitty contender. Kong, Kitty, Kitty Kong is pretty annoying, but I, I prefer Kitty Kong to Chunky Kong. Chunky Kong is just low-rent Kitty Kong. Yeah. Yes, of course. These um, are the hot takes you come to the Gooncast for. <laughs> <laughs> the levels were pretty pretty great. Um, I did... When I first played that game, I did play the GBA version first. Um, and then I went on to play the original SNES. There's not really a big difference other than, it's, I think it's like the buttons, but that's pretty much it. Um, and I couldn't really decide on a third one. Um, let me get back to you on that one. No, Silent Hill 3? Silent Hill 3? It is it is on there, but hmm. that's not your favorite game of all time. I figured that would be on there. No, 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 no. It's not my favorite game of all time. Hmm. Oh, that's spicy. it is it it is my favorite Silent Hill game. Um, I know I briefly talked about it on the stream where it's like I have like two different lists of like 
uh, story-wise and then gameplay-wise. But for me, that is gameplay-wise. Uh, story-wise would probably be uh, from the first four games would be Silent Hill 4. Silent Hill 4 is really good narrative. Yeah, it's, that's it's, underrated. It's only it's a been very good story. it's only been enhanced by the by the recent discovery that 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 we made of of the f- circumcision theory. Foreskin. <laughs> Please present the oh uncut god. gem. Oh my god! I, I don't know if you watched that video that I've linked multiple times, Chad, but it's it's a fucking wild ride. I you know what. I I should at some point 100%. You, you oh, really it's should. Great. It's a great it video. It's fantastic. It's it's the the TLDR of it. I'm is excited. Just... I'm excited for whenever I have time. It's just it's just every time I'm like, mm, should I watch a 50 minute video about foreskin? Oh, it's it's not 50. It's only it's only like 20 minutes. It's a spell yeah. 20. All right. Yeah. All right. It's, all right. It, it's and Nonetheless, it's I'm like I'm like mm, is it's this 20 minutes to change your life. Now? Yeah, it's it's You'll, about yeah. like a Wikipedia. Okay, it's it's about the uh, an edit war on the Silent Hill wiki from one oh, insane okay. person, and the insane person also happened to be like one of the admin there. So it was really contentious because he could basically <laughs> like like do all this shit almost unchecked outside of like the other admin, mm-hmm. and yeah. like Wang's reactions to some of this are fantastic. Especially this one part where, like, again, he's looking over, like, the old version of the, the, the wiki. And the guy's, like, presenting his, his, his evidence. And it's a screenshot of, like, I think it's the hospital. And, and it's, like, this, this rack that has this large piece of skin on it. Oh, and yeah, the yeah. guy interprets this as, like, giant foreskin. Or, or it's, like, it's foreskin symbolism. <laughs> and Wang just goes, man, that is a big-ass foreskin. And just starts giggling. <laughs> intensely of just how stupid this fucking thing it is it is it is a it is a wild fucking ride especially (laughs) when it's like it turns out this guy was also like the admin of other wikis and he was like editing other wikis with foreskin (laughs) conspiracy theory shit like he he just it, it is a deep dive rabbit hole of just this is the funniest goddamn shit imaginable it's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's Wang, Wang's video content in general is really fucking hysterical and funny and interesting on like m- mostly internet history, sometimes video game history. He does occasionally like some of his videos are of gross topics like the history of the guilty image and somehow oh, he's still oh, able God. to get monetization on these videos. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it's like it's fascinating internet history and sometimes of like the origins of memes like the the Ram classic Ram. uh yeah he 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 recently did a video about ram ranch and the wow. origin of ram ranch he's done a video of uh the trumpet fight infamous meme of of you know the that that uh that little person screaming who the fuck are you i walked bob dylan up on stage who the fuck are you to play trumpets out here uh the the infamous how can she slap video uh, and then all sorts of other, like, interesting bits of video game history in, in regards to, like, where are certain voice actors and, like, the quest to find certain voice actors. Like, Harry Mason's voice actor in the original Silent Hill was only credited as Michael G. And nobody oh, knew right. what that was. They they were like, oh, my God, like, you know, who, who is this person? So it actually was, like, this big internet mystery and investigation into 
uncovering who this person was. Like, what is this alias? Who is this person? And like, why is he credited as Michael G? And when they found him, like they actually managed to track him down and found find him. And the reason why he's credited as Michael G is his name is Michael Gwynn. And uh, the reps at like uh, his agency in Japan felt that Gwynn would be too difficult to say for a Japanese speaker. So they were like, you know, what can we come mm. up with? And he's like, well, when I was a kid, we used to just always refer to each other by like our first name and last initial. So like I was called Michael G. And he's like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, let's go with that. And he had a prolific career in voice acting. It's just Michael G. And nobody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And he also has uh, videos on like Resident Evil 1.5, the infamous uh, scrapped version of the original Resident Evil 2. And uh, some of the voice actors or live action actors of uh, the original Resident Evil. Because all of that, since that was back in the 90s and they didn't give a shit, people were just credited by their first names. And the live action mm-hmm. actors in the OG Resident Evil are not the voice actors. So there's actually two different people playing mm. those characters. And and it's it, videos on that, or videos on mysterious YouTube videos, or videos on mysterious songs. And it's 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 a solid channel, despite some occasional gross-out stuff like, that you may stumble across, like the history of the, uh, the infamous My Little Pony jar. Oh, oh god. god. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> all yeah. right, all right. Yeah, yeah. You you can easily just skip those videos and just go let's, to, to go to whatever's. Let's move on to uh, No, no, I disagree. No, the next question for the goon cast is what what doll would you put in your jar? Oh god. Oh. No. Oh, uh all right. God. Well, I mean, I guess Rensi, if you what if you don't have a th- I I I do. Oh. It is Majora's Mask. Hey, let's go! Best Zelda! Oh, nice. That was my first uh, Zelda game, and mm-hmm. the first that I ever 100%ed uh, right. back in N64 days. Oh, Solid pick. I got That's it. awesome. Yes, I, I grew up with that one. I did not own Ocarina of Time. Do you oh. ever... Uh, have, you, ha- have you ever replayed it on stream? Or do you ever have any... Do you have any plans to ever replay it on stream? I want to replay it again. I just have to oh. find my original copy, and uh-huh. it's in my mom's house. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, I just I, ha- well, I, I would I would love to watch. I've actually never I I've heard a lot about it, and I've watched like other people play through it before. So I'd love to watch. I'd love to watch you replay. <laughs> play I through did it again. play. A, I played a little bit of the uh, SN the, the emulator on the Switch, but it's not the same. Mm. Yeah, it's no. not the same. I, I, I the controls are very janky. I just had to add another Discord soundboard thing just for this moment since it's my favorite Zelda game. Um. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just had Great. to get it out of there. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm, gl- I'm glad Discord yes. added a soundboard so I can now add, like, just spicy shit every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I guess if that is your, those are your three favorite games, uh, yes. and Lee does not have anything that we have to tell him to not put in his body. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What has everybody been up to over the past couple weeks? Uh, I suppose we can start with our little guest Rent. What have you been? What have you have you seen anything new or played anything new or what have what have you been up to over the past couple weeks? Uh, t- regularly just streaming, but on my downtime, it's just uh playing either Fortnite, DBD, uh, some Fallout 4, just uh Ooh. trying to just enjoy a bit of it. 
For sure. Um, cool. I have not seen anything new. I did want to go watch the Super Mario movie because I'm in it. Oh, oh that's true. Know. Wait, really? Yeah, he's Toad. Yeah, I'm a I'm Toad. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. I was supposed Beautiful. to go watch it last week. <laughs> I was supposed to go watch it last week, um, but I just got lazy, so I'm just gonna wait until it comes out, like on demand or something. Well, with, with without getting into spoilers, though, you did see Scream Six, and we're planning on watching that oh. relatively soon for the Gooncast. I, I did guess you that like counts it? as the last movie that I watched, and did... yes, I did enjoy it. Oh, okay. I enjoyed it a bit more than five. Okay, cool. Oh, interesting. Okay, solid, solid, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess I can go next. Yeah, no go, go, yeah, go next. Get in there. I did actually go see the Super Mario movie. Um, I was, I was kind of, I was like, um, had like a had like a bad day, so Will was like, let's go, let's go watch a movie. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure y'all have heard the like controversy around it. Which is so silly mm -hmm. to say because it's like a fucking Mario movie. Yeah, I've, I've heard I've, I've heard bits and bobs of different this, things. This is the first I'm hearing about a controversy. It's it's so stupid. There's a there's a lot of critics that really really hated it to the point where like one critic basically called it like the death of cinema. I um, thought that was Marvel. Martin Scorsese. Is, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, which which yes, I'm like to me, I'm like that's very very silly. That's such a like. You went to the Mario movie and you hated it so much that you're like, like, I, I, like, I'm like movies over. Yeah, exactly. I'm mm. like, I can't imagine somebody hating this movie that much. They, then, they, they, they have not seen a lot of movies. They have not yeah, seen yeah, a Neil exactly. Breen movie. Exactly. I'm sitting there. I'm like, did any? Did you even see Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because oh. <laughs> like, that's the death of cinema, right? Did you see Fair Street? I hated it. Did you see Fair Street? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Did but like. But then there were people apparently on the other side, which I didn't see any of this, but I saw from like uh, YMS's like review of the movie where he was like directly responding to fanboys that were like defending the movie as like brilliant and like people who hadn't even seen it yet. And it's just kind of like, OK, everybody, like, yeah. everybody just needs to relax. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I, there were genuine moments that I like had like you know good chuckles and I was like smiling and I really liked the art direction. I will say I do know somebody who did like consulting art direction on it, so maybe a little bit biased, but you know, like it was just kind of like yeah, this was this was uh it was a fun enough romp. Like very much, I was um I was impressed with like the pacing where like you know. As an adult, I was, like, sitting there being, like, a little kid is going to have their attention captured the entire time with this. Because there's always something, like, cute and fun happening on screen. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's that's about all I feel like this movie needed to do, <laughs> you know? Is mm -hmm. there is there a super deep, compelling plot? No. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, like, also I was just kind of like, it's got some some cute animation. It's got a lot of really, like adorable references to mario like oh i was just like hey i dig it i i liked i liked seeing like there was like a bit of a like luigi's mansion riff when like luigi's by himself and like really scared of a bunch of shit i was like hey i'm i'm a simple bitch and i just i thought that was that was kind of neat cool um mm -hmm. the other thing uh the other things i've been doing is i've been playing a lot of ttrpgs uh 
I, I'm actually still in like 2D and D campaigns, so I haven't really done a lot of like fuck yeah alternative like you know, which I, I normally very much appreciate going for the um the not the not D and D stuff because I'm I'm kind of I'm a little bit over five E in a lot of ways. Um, but I started playing in a I started play, playing in a campaign for a system called the Between, which is basically like a sort of monster of the week. You play as like Victorian, uh, like Victorian era or like or like or like early London, like like Sherlock Holmesy era, um, paranormal detectives, mm-hmm. and it's it's it sort of plays out like a TV show. And there's a lot of really interesting, um, there's a lot of really interesting mechanics that come into play that um, I think solve a lot of the problems I have with um, some TTRPGs where like. Sometimes I feel like there are certain ones that encourage main character syndrome or spotlight hogging. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one actually has like it has a mechanic called paint the scene where um, it also it also like it, it kind of removes some of the pressure from like the DM to just like manage everything. So paint the scenes are effectively like the DM asks a question that like paints the scene, quote unquote, and each person gets to like add a detail to the world. As, like, part of... Yeah, so, like, one thing we got asked, I remember in, like, one of the early sessions was, like, we were investigating a haunted house. And the couple that was living in this house, the question was, how can we tell that they're living outside their means? And then each of us got to... Yeah, exactly. It's like, you get these little juicy questions like that, and then each of us gets to say, oh, it's because their clothes are, like rattier than you know than you would expect or like i don't know there was like there was a bunch of really cool answers cool clever answers and i i've never that's seen groovy. yeah yeah that's the first time i've seen a mechanic like that come into play in like a a non-duet game mm-hmm. um and i just i, I dug it so much yeah and as a really as a forever dungeon master i really appreciate yeah. that yes yes exactly exactly i like the stuff that kind of like breaks that you know, breaks down a little bit so there's less pressure on just one person to come up with every single thing. Um, and it, yeah, it's very cool. Um, on on a on a kind of note related to that, I ended up picking up a couple of um, visual novels that are based in the Vampire the Masquerade universe. Oh, um, yeah. So VTM is like an interesting. To me, it's an interesting uh, TTRPG because I feel like the Venn diagram of people who want to play VTM and people I want to play VTM with are two completely separate circles. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> where, where I'm sitting there, I'm like, so much of this sounds so cool, but then I actually get into like, the mechanics of it and i sit there and i go i can see who this appeals to and what it appeals to you know it very much appeals to that like i'm gonna talk about my oc for six hours oh yeah not really, there you go yeah and it's just kind of like okay that's that's not vanity sessions exactly exactly and i'm like that's not the the really great thing about the between is we rolled up our characters in like 20 minutes and it was entirely like there's drop downs. There's like aren't like tables you can roll on for stuff. There's like like it's basically just like construct these characters or come up with your own thing, whatever. But it's like 
hey, we can just kind of like, they give us building blocks and we can build them together. And it's this, you know, and also part of character creation is you give each other um, items that you think would fit each other's character. So it like also encourages you to think about one another's characters, not just like, oh, here's my here's my badass vampire hunter and he's got a he's got a sword cane and he does all this stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. Your friends are going to tell you what you get. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's, yeah, and it's very cool shit like that. Sometimes you get those are those TTRPGs that it's like, oh, this is a world I really want to sink my teeth into. But you like know. you need to have the players who are going to get the same positive experience from that that you will running it. Like, yes, exactly. I would love to have a table of people to play cyberpunk TTRPG with. Ooh, yes. But that's because, like, okay, one of the stats in cyberpunk is, like, mm-hmm. accounting. Yes. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's true. And <laughs> Call of people... Cthulhu has accounting stat, and, too. <laughs> and, like, um, and uh, the creator of the game, uh, uh, Mike uh, Mike Pondsmith, I believe his mm-hmm. name is, mm-hmm. um, I think that's right. Someone asked him, like, you know, what what do you do with the accounting stat? And he's like, oh, I had a player in a game that I was game master for who, like, poured all of his extra stat points into accounting and wound up, like, having a net runner write this virus. And then I, and then he put his accounting stat through it to, like, drain the bank accounts of one of the super corporations and bankrupt them. That's like, yo! That's awesome. That fucking rules. Like, yeah. but are players going to get the same satisfaction out of that as like six samurai sword fight with some <laughs> teched out cyborg? Uh-huh. Maybe not. But like uh-huh. me liking that weird storytelling stuff mm-hmm. is like, yo, I want to bankrupt Militech. Yes. That sounds great. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like finding finding the right table for these things cuz yeah, right now I'm uh, you know, I really I really dig running the the like Lovecraft universe type stuff called yeah. your Call of Cthulhu or your uh, you know, even I haven't run it yet, but even like Delta Green or something like that or uh one of the maybe more rules light. I think there's like a Cthulhu like a like a gumshoe Cthulhu that's very uh minimalist. Mm-hmm. Um but like yeah, it's like finding the right table to really like jump in and want to drive their characters insane with me is like it's tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel that. Um and then uh the other thing is no, I have not started Tears of the Kingdom yet. <laughs> I I will be soon. Hey, I, that's also one I, of my updates that I have not been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. My yes, copy I, my copy literally I, just arrived today and I'm not yeah. touching it until I, I stream and finish Breath of the Wild. <laughs> well, okay, so that's the thing. I am not I I'm going to I'm going to order uh I'm going to order Tears of the Kingdom shortly. And the reason I have not yet is because I am still working on my platinum for Jedi Survivor. Oh, yeah. My, mine was, um, uh, I got a collector's edition of Tears of the Kingdom, so mine got nice. delayed. And it's like, yes. even though I'm not planning on playing it anytime soon, uh, Nintendo collector's editions are notoriously hard to get a hold of. And I am yeah. a sucker mm-hmm. for steel book cases. That's literally yeah, the yeah, only reason yeah. why I got it, is I want a steel yeah. book case. Yeah, I probably am not going to get that game anytime oh, really? soon. Yeah. yeah. Might just wait. I know it's not going to go on sale because Nintendo games it never really Nintendo, do. Yes, yeah. But... That was that was the only thing being like, well, why should I wait? Because it's not like I'll be able to pay less money for it in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait it out a little bit. Yeah, 
there's like there's like a couple fair. games that came out like you know like jedi survivor as well um yeah. just gonna wait on those yeah yeah so actually so i would say jedi survivor is a really good candidate to wait for um i ended up picking it up when i did because it the platinum difficulty according to power picks is only three out of ten and i was just like i can do that i can i can get a plat real quick mm. um and while I, I will keep this as spoil free as possible while i enjoyed the story at a certain point once it got to like that it it had it had pacing issues. I don't think it was very strong in the beginning. Um, but toward the end it was more like, okay, interesting things are happening. And I like where I liked where this went, even though I think that it didn't do a great job of setting things up in a way that was compelling to me personally. Um I do think that um this is like an early or like early gold late beta build and i say that yeah. because i have I've, run i've heard it's a hot I mess have, i have <laughs> and, and that's the thing the the other two people i know who are playing it have reported no all, no either no bugs or very minor like visual bugs which i've been getting in spades but most notably for me i have hit six non-progs most of them most of them were minor things where it was, I got to an enemy, I got to, like, an encounter area, the music was playing, but enemies failed to spawn. And so, oh, there's also no restart checkpoint, which is a, which is another big frustration. You have to actually, like, quit out of the game and reload your save to oh, restart wow. checkpoint, which is, yeah, if you're, if you're going to release a game like this that's not ready and you're going to clearly wave bugs in, the, in an effort to get the game out the door... A, re a restart checkpoint is kind of the bare minimum, in my opinion. Um, but you know, I won't, I won't hassle them too much because I'm sure it's just a, an engine limitation or something like that. But anyway, so it's probably um, because they're they're trying to ape on the Dark Souls system of like the bonfire thing. Sure. And like, I, but at I'm, the I'm same trying, time, I'm it's like be, I'm trying to be generous about that and just yeah, say it's, it's probably it's just... a limitation and not them making a bad decision. Yeah, um, it's 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 just I a think nasty be fucking a bug to run into. Yeah. Um and then but then the other thing is that the I have hit two major non-progs that um lost me like 15 minutes of of gameplay. Like I had to redo I had to redo like an entire quest or like redo an entire area. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. and that was extremely frustrating i uh there was one where i um i managed to get the game in some kind of state where um i couldn't it wasn't responding to my inputs for uh like melee or um jumping so i was in a combat encounter and i couldn't i couldn't use my sword i couldn't i couldn't hit enemies luckily i was with a buddy ai so she managed to clean everybody up for me but i was just kind of like okay this this kind of sucks um but then, uh, then I, I, you know, I continued progressing onward, and I jumped onto a cliff somewhere, like unrelated, and I couldn't climb from the the ledge I was on, and I also couldn't drop from it, so I was just stuck on this ledge, and I had to restart checkpoint. And I lost an entire quest worth of progress, and then another instance where I tried to um, uh, jump jump tackle an enemy from above, I hit like a I, like a like a, a contextual prompt came up, and I hit it. And the game um, glitched me through a through the ceiling, um, so I got mm. stuck up in the ceiling, 
and I managed to like figure out how to like fall out of the world and, and kill myself that way, but then it respawned me, still stuck in the ceiling. Oh. So yeah, I once again had to had to restart my like, you know, like close out, restart, and I lost 15 minutes of progress. So because of because of issues like that, like major non-progs I've been running into, I ended up cranking it all the way down to like story mode. Um, which I played the original Jedi um Fallen Order on the the hardest difficulty it shipped with, I think, which was like uh, Jedi Grandmaster, I think. Oh no! And then I then I played it on the second to hardest. I played I it on, on yeah. I played it. I played it on like Jedi Jedi Knight, I think, or whatever. Because I was just like, I was like, I will see how I will see how I can do, and it wasn't too bad. I struggled a lot, but you know, I I I, I thought it was decent. But just sitting there, sitting there, having to contend with bugs this bad, I was like, this is this is. You know, like, I mean, I do have, I do struggle a little bit with, like, Elden, like, you know, the Elden Ring, sort of, like, you lose progress if you die and you yeah. get your stuff back. I do struggle with that a little bit. It, it does frustrate me and it kind of, like, makes me really anxious when I play. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, you know, Jedi, on top of having that mechanic, where if you die uh, and you drop stuff, like, you know, like, it does have a lot of, like, it's cribbing on Dark Souls. To have that on top of bugs eating my progress, I was just, like... I'm not enjoying myself. I'm yeah. going to make this like I, the the challenge here is more contending with all of the bugs than it is like the actual game itself. Which yeah, that's is, really unfortunate to hear. It it is incredibly unfortunate because like I can see there's a good game in there if only the distributors had given them an extended deadline. Honestly, mm -hmm. like it's just mm -hmm. like it's it's there. It's almost there. You're missing a you're missing polish basically. And yeah, yes, there are design decisions I don't agree with and I don't find like compelling, but that's it's trivial in comparison to the amount of like bugs that I as a developer would consider unshippable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my that's my week. Fuck yeah. Oh, that's Solid. my that's my weeks, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I have had a spelt little week or two. Uh, I mean, the one immediately on my mind is I just before recording the podcast finished watching Slender Man with Saber. <laughs> and, uh, what a piece of I'll, shit! I'll have more of an opportunity to talk about that one during the third annual Golden Roccos when I get to the top oh. five worst films of the oh. year list. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Holy I, shit. I'm really I, mad because I, I couldn't join them for this. And also, I've already seen Slender, so I can't include it on like a worst of list. But like, I'm, I'm going to chime. Sorry, I'm going to chime in briefly with my thoughts on this and also for context. We started watching this last night as part of yeah. our because uh, we we, we in it's my, a joey king movie yeah in, mm -hmm. in, in my discord we've been doing uh weekly watch parties of uh, uh mostly good movies but we recently started introducing uh bad movies ideally so bad they're good mm -hmm. uh for entertainment value because you know bad movies can be a lot of fun and we decided to have a joey king uh night where we do uh wish upon which Praise. is is we've already done an episode on and wish upon is Praise the queen hilarious. Of the yes. Uh, and I figured let's pair it with slender because it's supposed to be terrible. I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> this could be fun to riff on. And it was so boring that we 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 
it took us probably a half an hour to 40 minutes to get through the first 20 minutes of the movie because we kept pausing the movie and getting derailed and talking about situations where we were exposed to weird pornography from friends. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, it was it was a weird, wild night, and I made El the Topo. El Topo, El, El Topo, <laughs> which I've already explained on the podcast before, and I'm not going to explain it again. Yeah, I don't, I'm I don't remember. Go, uh, listen to it. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> the episode that it was on, but I know I explained oh it God. on the cast. Uh, but basically, uh, I made the executive decision because we were fucking bored to tears. Uh, to stop it and watch the other goon cast favorites, Suburban Sasquatch, instead. Mm -hmm. uh, but this morning, because I spent four bucks renting this thing, I was like, you know, I want to finish the fucking Me? movie. Uh, I'm going to watch it this afternoon, and Lee decided to join me. And 90% to 95% of the movie... It's just, it's bad, and it's boring, and it's stupid, but not the oh, kind of stupid. 5% uh, of it is really entertainingly weird, artistically bad choices that are just really, 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 really funny. Yes. Uh, and that, that kind of was making things a little better. But then it gets just, to just the... Just ever so slightly. Yeah, ever so slightly. <laughs> But then it gets to the, the, the final monologue of the movie, right before the end credits. Oh, Jesus. Where I got legitimately angry. Like, vehemently angry. This is fucking offensive. Where they were talking about how the Slenderman sickness makes you do things. Uh -huh. Like horrible uh -huh. things. What kind of things? Yeah. They they, they they just did they said horrible things and I'm like, fuck you. Movie. Because I was looking you know this what up. You're doing. You know what you're doing. Yep. yep. Uh I was looking this up and you know, for context for those who are unaware, tragically mm -hmm. in, in twenty fourteen there were these two little dipshit asshole kids from Wisconsin who became obsessed mm -hmm. with the Slender Man. Mm -hmm. And oh. they tried to sacrifice their friend to the Slender Man and nearly stabbed her to death. Their friend mm -hmm. thankfully recovered, but it was a big controversial moment. And it's, it's mm -hmm. a tragedy, and it is it's horrible, and it like partially forever tainted Slender Man, which was just previously yeah. just this fun... If not, maybe overexposed, stupid, yeah. creepy pasta. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a little overexposed, considering like I mean, I think the 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 game that came out was like kind of like the peak of it, where it's yeah. like, okay, that's where it should have ended. Probably, yeah, you know, like yeah, that, that it, was like that was enough. The marble, yeah. the marble hornet stuff was great, and then that game was great, and then yeah, it was just kind of like this is okay. This is too much. Let's yeah, this. and then then the movie the movie entered production. Two years after the fact, and it came out four years after that event. And part of the reason why this movie is is such a boring, unwatchable piece of shit is the trailer's false advertising. Because in like the twenty third hour, the studio got cold feet and mm -hmm. and and removed a bunch of footage from the movie because they mm -hmm. they didn't want to be remotely associated with the real world tragedy, and they didn't want to show kids dying, even though they're making a movie, a horror movie about kids dying. Yep. Mm. So, like, there's a sequence, like, just characters disappear in the movie. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. And it's if they're not commented on, despite nope. the fact that it's like we see their deaths in the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, where 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 one of the friends stabs herself in the eye with a scalpel, and the mm-hmm. the love interest throws himself off of a roof. Mm-hmm. Uh and these scenes are just cut and absent, and the characters are never fucking heard from again because, again, the studio got cold feet in the twenty third hour and didn't want to be associated with the controversy. But then this movie has a fucking line that associates itself with the controversy and feels like genuine, like actually associates itself with the controversy. It's pretty because gross. because like again, the yeah. two suicide sequences, I I don't associate it with real world shit it's just horror movie nonsense people are being spooked whatever but the ending line 100 percent ties itself into the controversy and it's just gross and fucking offensive and it's it's just it it went from being this is a really bad movie with that's worse than the bye bye man with an occasional moment of like an occasional moment of like man had that had that great shower curtain no, that's that's what I was saying during the movie that that the that is bye exactly bye man exactly what Saber yeah, said. Yeah, the bye bye man had the wallpaper <laughs> of, of I will the vouch fish for that. sucking <laughs> the man's dick. Yeah, Ren, I don't know if you've seen Bye Bye Man unrated or noticed it, but there's a scene. I, I've seen I've seen Bye Bye Man with Tori before, but this was like see, maybe uh, like twenty seven. the fish Well, 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 the unrated version has a sequence where they're standing there and there's wallpaper in their house, and the wallpaper okay. is of a man getting his dick sucked by a fish. Yep. That's the scene. That's the scene. <laughs> the oh, scene is there's no, wallpaper. No, you don't get context. I'm not there's dirty wallpaper the, in the bathroom. That's there's, it. There's, there's lewd bestiality why? wallpaper. Why? I don't know why. Because fuck that fish's mouth. Fuck you, That's you know? Uh, I'm going to go bye-bye, man, now. Yeah. There's like... Good, good, good luck. <laughs> there's like... And, and sorry. <laughs> there's like 5% of this movie that is like entertainingly bad. But it, like I could have like this this movie might have been lower like again spoilers for the Golden Roccos but I'm probably going to include this as like my least favorite thing of the year unless something mm-hmm. worse comes out within the next like eight months because that final line was so fucking offensive and disgusting for me where I'm just like fuck you movie fuck you screenwriter yeah. fuck you yeah. filmmakers. This is just abhorrent. A girl nearly lost her fucking life. And you're going like, oh, the Slender Man makes you do terrible things IRL. Fuck mm. you. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, not to derail your what you've been up to, Lee. I just So yeah, like I said, I watched Slender Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, uh I saw uh, saw some live stand-up comedy which i don't do very often i went to san diego met up with my sponsor and we saw taylor tomlinson who is uh uh, she is doing a tour right now to tighten up her next hour for netflix oh nice! and uh it's gonna be a really funny funny special when it drops she's fucking great Mm -hmm. um some of you who have uh caught the goon cast before know that i have an interest in bodybuilding powerlifting that Ooh. whole strength and fitness world oh, yeah. um i'm a little bit of Whoa. a gym rat myself um mm-hmm. and i've been listening to a fantastic podcast uh called mark bell's power project um just uh, 
couple of dudes who are really enthusiastic about the whole powerlifting and bodybuilding world, just talking shit. And yeah, and, uh, if you're into that sort of world, the Power Project's fantastic. Um, and I am playing a whole lot of Honkai Star Rail. Hell oh yeah. my god, I love Our me some girls. Honkai Star Rail. And, and, and the and, husbandos. And the husbandos. Yeah, and yeah. the husbandos. Yep. Sorry, don't don't let me forget yeah. it. <laughs> Delicious himbo japard. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic game. It's a it's a, a Chinese gotcha RPG in the same vein as Genshin Impact, uh, except turn-based combat as opposed to real time. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just it's it's a really entertaining little little number um if you're not familiar with gotcha games they will try to break your wallet and do pay to win tactics and all that shit but this one is not as aggressive as uh as other ones that i've dabbled in before so (laughs) i'm i'm able to enjoy it without you know breaking the bank which is fantastic um and it's starting to catch on a lot of steam. A lot of different YouTubers and shit are starting to play this and stream it. So I think it's, I think it's kind of destined to nip at the heels of Genshin Impact as far as, uh, as far as like how much it catches on. Mm-hmm. And that'll be cool because then I could say I was here from day one. Everybody else who joins in is posers. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. I get my day one cred. You fucking losers. <laughs> but yeah, so that's been great. And, um, yeah, and then I've got, yeah, and then I'm gonna go see some live music this week. Uh, one of my old favorite bands, uh, Lacuna Coils, coming around and, uh, seeing another fantastic group called The Birthday Massacre open yeah. for them. Oh. So it's gonna so be a good fucking show. Birthday Massacre is really good. Yeah. Just, awesome. I'm, yeah, I've, 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 I'm starting to line up all my concert gigs again. Uh, September, I'm seeing Ghost. October, mm. I'm seeing Polyphia. Mm. Um, my my fucking boys, my bottom boys, Dream Theater are coming in July. Mm. Uh, Interesting. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good fucking year for shows. So that's what I've been up to. Nice, nice, nice. Well, uh, as I briefly mentioned, I'm not playing Tears of the Kingdom, and I won't be for a while. But eventually, I will be. Uh, I already ranted about my hatred of fucking Slenderman the movie. Uh, in terms of other shit. Uh, I recently got a key for, from Keymailer, the game called Forsake, uh, which, uh, you know, I, I want Kat to play at some point, too, and maybe maybe yes. me if you're interested. Uh, yes. It is a ghosty-type game, uh, similar-ish to, like, you know, your Fazes and, and Forewarns and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not, like, quite a... Faz clone, you're basically kind of like investigating various different uh, 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 like urban environments, uh, and you're not strictly trying to like figure out what the ghost is. You'll know what the ghost is the moment you you run into it. You're you're basically trying to uh, complete specific objectives and side objectives, and then. Like, the overall goal is, like, once you've completed, like, the main objectives, which is uh, find three different trinkets throughout the map and bring them to a ritual area, uh, and you lure the ghost to the ritual area, and it, like, banishes it. But in the meantime, you get to, like, loot stuff and, like, find secrets and, and, and explore and whatnot. 
it's 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 neat. It's got some jank to it, but you know it's fun. It's it's neat. Uh, I I definitely had a lot of fun. It shows a lot of promise. I, I would like to stream more of it again in the future. Uh, mm -hmm. I also recently played the demo for Sucker for Love: Date to Die for. Yes, which oh, is yes. Uh, Get the, the sequel to uh, Sucker for Love: First Date. Uh, what, is, what is this? Oh, well, it's great. Oh, it's it, it is a uh, comedy visual novel uh, like mixed with novel. horror. It is uh, I like horror. the first game. Then you might like Sucker you, you for might Love. Like this. You might like Sucker for Love. The first game is you play as a uh, a, a, a dude who manages to a get sucker. himself a cop copy of the Necronomicon mm -hmm. from the works of like H.P. Lovecraft and typical cosmic horror stuff. TL TLDR, he uh, wants to summon Eldritch Horrors because he wants to smooch them. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, he's, 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 smooch. he's summoning yeah. horrors from beyond the scope of human comprehension and from beyond the stars like Cthulhu, and, except for it's like a, a big titty anime waifu version of like Cthulhu <laughs> and Oh. Not sir and in yeah. Yarlotep because he wants a kiss from them. And oh. with with curves that defy non Euclidean geometry. Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, looks uh, like I'm gonna be in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sucker for Love 2. Uh, I'm not entirely sure which eldritch being this is, but you uh, play this young woman uh, in the demo uh, who is going back to her hometown of Sacramento. Uh, mm -hmm. And it feels very, very much uh, uh, in Innsmouth-esque cat. And uh, various people have been disappearing, and there's the, the Sacramento stare. Uh, and you go back to your old place, and you accidentally, because you're trying to escape and not get killed, you accidentally summon this eldritch being named Roxanne, uh, who's basically like mm -hmm. this, this big titty goat waifu. Yeah, uh -huh. she's she's supposed to be the black goat of the woods, which is another name for the eldritch god uh, Shubnigoroth. Uh, oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Okay, will, yeah, there we like go. See some pictures, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, that's right. I have. Uh... Oh, she's got big goat whammos. It's great. Yeah. Uh, um, the goat. I, I turned into one of her spawn in a uh, a solo uh, Cthulhu game called Alone Ooh. Against the Frost. Yeah, okay. it was great. I I ate a man. Nice. Really <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, the the demo has you doing a handful of rituals for for her uh, in order to like basically fig like just 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 figure out what the fuck is is going on. And of course, you're immediately attracted to this eldritch waifu from beyond the scope of human comprehension, and and mm -hmm. she's kind of into mm -hmm. you, but also she's amused Whoa. at the fact that yeah, that's that's Roxanne. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then here's I forgot their names, but movies. here's here's Cthulhu yes. and Hatzer and 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 Cat Girl and Yarlotep at the top. Yes, yes. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, it's it's a mix of horror and comedy and dating sim. It's on PC yeah. Rent. Uh, Did a... I hear something about a cat? Yes, yeah, Cat yeah. Cat Cat Girl uh, Yarlotep. Yeah, uh, well, I believe her name like is. I'm gonna uh, bang another one. Uh, there you go. <laughs> a cat is oh, fine no. too. Oh, yeah. oh no, here I go banging again. Yeah, <laughs> go banging cats again. <laughs> yeah, and the last, it's 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 a fun demo. I'm looking forward to the full game. Uh, the last thing I want to mention is another YouTuber I recently discovered. I, I linked it to uh, you, Cat, recently. Uh, hmm. Their channel is uh, Kyoto Robato, hmm. and they hmm. primarily discuss. Strange 
mostly true crime cases that are relatively obscure from Japan. Uh, and they're oh, very, yeah, very, right. yeah, they're, they're very interesting. Uh, they sometimes cover solved cases. They sometimes cover uh, uh, unsolved cases. I find uh, true crime to be fascinating, and especially like when, when it's, especially when it's weirder or there's a lot of mystery to it. And, and the mm-hmm. person who's covering it is doing their best to not be exploitative. Yeah, and they're as just long like, as you don't sensationalize and yeah. exploit, then I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I also enjoy enjoy true crime, but I'm very wary about Netflix's models for yes, it. Thank yes, thank you. Yeah. 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 The Netflix just, models like... are, are not so great. Uh, yeah. This this yeah, channel reminds me a lot of like Rainbot because she also covers true crime cases. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll also cover like like weirder mysteries or like creepypasta stuff. But Kyoto Roboto mm-hmm. primarily only focuses on like true crime or real life mysteries, and they're mm-hmm. usually very, very, very fascinating sort of things. And they do their best to be as respectful as possible and just discuss the sheer facts of the case as to like what is known, what is unknown, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, they, they have a handful of videos that they've been releasing over the course of two years. And I managed to binge them all in the last week or so. And I, I highly recommend the channel. It's been a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. Good yeah. stuff. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's been good, wholesome and creepy. I just wait for oh. more content since I've now run out. <laughs> yes. All right, so if, if that does it, I think that I wraps so. it up this episode. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Great, great, great pod, everybody. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Shall we shall we sign ourselves out? Yeah, so yeah, so... It'll, it'll it'll do until ten years from now when somebody else inevitably remakes the Gooncast. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> I'm going to remaster the Gooncast in about in about ten minutes. Maybe an H D collection. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah. please upres my textures, Jam. I would really One, appreciate that. One hundred percent. So Thank you. Uh I guess Rensi, go first. Uh what again, what do you do and where can people find you? What I do is amateur speedruns at the variety bozo channel over at twitch.tv slash rentsy you can find me there not a bozo not a cutie you're cute but uh not a not none of those (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah yeah so rentsy rentsy is a speedrunner he primarily focuses in in horror titles but he also you know does variety stuff as well it's basically Mm -hmm. similar to my content if you happen to listen to my and watch my streams, you're, and you're not familiar with Gruncy, fucking give him a watch. He's a, he's a good friend of the channel, and he does a lot of really, really fun content. Uh, and, Number you know, one fan. <laughs> no. And then, of Damn course, right. I'm going to give a special shout-out to to the surprise guest, Tori, who was on very Hell briefly. Yeah. Uh, Rensi's mm-hmm. girlfriend, who also occasionally streams on Twitch. Give mm-hmm. her a follow as well. I'll include her link in the channel in, in the description of this video as well. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and then and then once again, I'm Cat, aka the Attack Cat. Uh, probably not going to stream for a while. Things have things have picked up in other aspects of my life, but you know, you never know. Um, and looking forward to to talking about. We're definitely going to be talking about a lot more g- good and garbage movies in the next couple weeks. So yeah, we, damn right. we got some more yeah. episodes that are that are coming way we got sooner. Plans. Yeah, Ooh. it's going to be fun. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. And this has been your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. You can catch me on twitch.tv slash Valley Jester. Um, I'm back to streaming like one to two days a week doing uh, Honkai Star Rail. And if you're not down with the Chinese waifu gotcha, then uh, mm-hmm. then cool. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go watch a different channel. Because over at the Valley Jester, we're about heavy metal and anime titties. Yeah, there you go. Uh, And, you know, once again, I'm James, also known as Saber0307. You can find me there on Twitch at that name and also on YouTube. More recently, uh, I've been streaming a lot of weird horror shit that I've gotten, along with some little bit of backlog stuff, a little bit of stuff that I just feel like doing for funsies. Uh, More recently, I've been diving back into Faz as I'm trying to reach uh, level 15,000 before the progression update comes so I can get all the flair for when the level resets. It's going to be a Mm -hmm. hell of a grind. I'm fairly close to level 6,000 now, so uh, it's going going swimmingly, so there's going to be a lot of Faz in the future. As I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to go through the Max Payne trilogy, trying to clear out my backlog. It's going to be fun. It's going to be terrible. Give it a watch if you want. Either way, this is another episode of the Gooncast. I'll take care of yourselves. Be excellent to each other. Stay safe. Renzi's cute. Everybody else get fucked. I'm not cute. <laughs>